0: Lock Talk Radio. Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone?
1: Three months of unfiltered joy it's the reality of sports it happens all the time all good teams reach their judgment moment before they can be deemed great the Miami Hurricanes reached their judgment moment first on a weekend trip to Pittsburgh and then in the ACC title game against Clemson they simply were out of gas The Hurricanes had so long looked forward to making it to Charlotte. In some ways, when you look at the excitement and the pageantry surrounding the ACC's pinnacle game, you could say it was everything that this program always thought it would be. And those of you that were there in Charlotte on Saturday night, I think would agree with what I'm saying. But the performance on the field was not. And now, showing up better the next time has become the driving force for this Miami hurricane football program. It has begun with recruiting coaches are racing around the country to make up for the week that they lost preparing for the conference championship game. The immediate priority is locking in all the committed guys who are expected to sign on December 20th, the new early signing day. That list received an addition today with the commitment of quarterback, Jaron Williams from Georgia, a guy that looks very much in the mold of a young Nikozi Perry. Will Perry and Williams square off in the spring and the fall and have a chance to unseat Malik Rozier as the starting quarterback next season? We'll talk about that tonight and more. Then it will continue with preparations for the Orange Bowl game against Wisconsin, a game that has taken on massive massive significance for the Hurricanes, who have had a 15-game winning streak, now replaced by a two-game losing streak. Losing for a third straight time would be a massive blow to all the momentum that was built this season. A win would send a strong signal that even though the team had a bad week at the office, that this ship is firmly sailing in the right direction. I just came from the Orange Bowl kickoff event. Mark Rick does not think he is going to have any problem motivating his team. For this game against Wisconsin. And then the 2018 season opener in Dallas against LSU will await after that. So a positive vibe to take into the offseason is right there for the Hurricanes. And that's what's going to be on the line on December 30th. Get your tickets. Hopefully it will be another epic night for the Hurricanes in Hard Rock Stadium. So we'll talk about all of that and more tonight. As we begin a new edition of Cane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of CaneSport.com. And we once again welcome you to your therapy, the people show, Cane Sport Live. As always, it's your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3633. That's 563-999-3633. As always, more than 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. You know the drill, hit the number one on your keypad. If you'd like to come on the show, that puts you in the queue. We bring you on the show in the order that you landed in that queue. As always, we ask the subscribers at Canesport.com to post topics and questions that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. A lot of really good ones this week, as always, and we'll address them during the course of the show. But let's go right out to your calls. I know we got a lot of guys out there that have something on their mind. Have some pain. They need to get off their backs. So let's begin in the eight four five with Greg. Hey, Greg, you're on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight?
2: Hello, Gary. How
1: that you was doing, Greg?
2: There was some shit. show down in Charlotte Saturday. It was
1: yeah. It really was. Yeah. Well, okay. it all caught up to him. I you know the injuries, the just the issues that they brought into the season that they had been able to skirt around all year long. I think so many of them surfaced. And like I wrote on Sport, I, I think that really that this team ended up being what it really always was. And, you know, so they, they they lost two games over the course of the season. Didn't exactly play out like I predict would have predicted it back in August, but I said back in August that it was going to be a two-loss team and it ended up being a two-loss team and uh I really think they just ended up being what they really were all along.
2: Well, it looked to me like we went to a shootout with a water pistol. They were no totally they were totally more talented. It it wasn't even close. But anyway, let's start off with something um, I, I saw a picture of Jaron Williams. He looks a lot bigger than Nkosi Perry as far as his build. He looks a lot heavier. Is that, would you say that's true?
1: You know, I haven't eyeballed him face to face the the way I have Nicozy, You know, if you look at the pictures, he looks a little bit thicker. I, I would agree with that, but. I wouldn't read too much into it. They, you know, they look very similar to, to each other. In my opinion, I think the is probably a little bit quicker uh, maybe has a little bit better arm strength. Uh, Jaron Williams, you know, like you say, maybe is a little thicker, but they're two very, very good prospects. And I think the question is which one of those two is going to get the mental side of the game before the other. And uh, there's no question that, when you look at those two, one of them is probably your next starting quarterback at the University of Miami, perhaps as soon as next year. I don't think it'll be Cade Weldon. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how this all plays out.
2: Okay. Um, I got to vent on this. Why did Mark Rick go for a field goal? That was embarrassing. Fourth in well, inches, they couldn't you know what, go Greg? for it?
1: You I would have what, rather Craig,
2: gotten shut out. Yeah,
1: ridiculous. but you know what? I think it's more embarrassing to get shut out. And I, and I think after after everything that they'd been through in uh, in that game and the week before, uh, you know, he didn't want his team to have that that black eye, so to speak, and be sitting there with his, with a goose egg on the scoreboard. I think that's why he took the field goal. It went the mattered. Does it really matter if it's seven or three? It really doesn't. I I think the the more significant thing to coach Rick was. You know, I don't want my team to have to, to have to deal with the embarrassment of being shut out, and I think that's why he erased that.
2: Okay, how bad is Eric, is Sheriffs if he kept Malik Rozier for that entire game the way he played? I don't, it, no it, I don't think
1: it's. I don't think I don't think that that's fair. That he's that bad. I I just think that neither one of them is a top tier. Collegiate quarterback, and you know you were hoping that Nikosi Perry would come in and be ready to be that as a true freshman uh, It ended up that that wasn't grounded in reality he just it was just asking too much, especially with the fact that he didn't get to go through a spring practice and you know it it, it ended up being what it was you know
2: okay, I posted something on the board this week. I want to know how this guy King's king of college football knows that Nicosi Perry is going to be a franchise quarterback. Why shouldn't we be going after Shea Patterson? Shea Patterson is a legitimate five-star quarterback that has played the SEC. Don't you think we should be going after him?
1: Well, I think you're assuming that Shea Patterson wanted to come to Miami. I, you know, well, I don't know we're that not that even guy. trying
2: to get him. I think but, he's going to go to Michigan.
1: But here's the thing about Nicozy Perry. I, I think there's a belief in the program that he can be that kind of quarterback. He, he's got that type of ability. Now, the rest is going to be up to Nicozy. You know, he. he, he I, I think he was a little bit slow picking up the system this year. Uh, I, I think from what all the different opinions and reports that I've gotten was that it started to click much better in the month of November and that he progressed as the year went along. Now he's got eight months, nine months and he's got to kick it up a gear and it's going to be up to him. You know, he's, he's got the arm, he's got the athletic ability. It's going to be up to him to mentally develop into that type of quarterback. If he does, then the faith that they are putting in him is going to be justified. If he doesn't, then Jaron Williams is going to get a chance to be that guy. If neither one of them ends up being good enough, then your point, Greg, becomes extremely legitimate. But, you know, obviously the coaches believe that one of these guys can rise up and be be the dude that they want, that they're looking for, and that's who they're going to bat with right now. You can't recruit okay. everybody right you can't recruit a, you can't know. recruit every quarterback in the country it's not reality right. you know you got you got to pick the guy the, uh, the the best guys you can get they've got another one that they're recruiting for the next year out of Oregon that's a that's another freak and you know you you do the best you can you know and and, and you cast your lot based on your judgments and your evaluations and 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 who's interested in, in 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 talking to you? I mean, every quarterback in the country is not sitting there saying, "I want to go be a Miami Hurricane," as as much as all of us on this side would like to think that that would be the case. I mean, that's just simply not the case. You don't just get to pick whoever you want. All right now, I mean, that going going with... getting quick, like, that Trevor Lawrence? Kid, right. that right. right. getting. I mean, I watched right. him at some of the camps. So over the summer and stuff. And let me tell you something, that kid looked to me like he's ready for the NFL right now. You would have loved to get Trevor Lawrence, but he's going to go sit know, behind this Kelly Bryant, you know, before he gets his turn.
2: All right. What's going on with Dugans? Are we going to lose him?
1: I just had a conversation with coach Rick about that an hour ago, and he has plans to be recruiting with Ron Dugans um, Friday. And Ron Dugans has not said a word to him about considering going to Florida State or anywhere else, and he anticipates that Ron Dugans is staying at Miami.
2: Oh, well, I hope so. All right, let's get to the next, last topic. But he, but he understood
1: My... why people are making the connection. He did say that he said right. I understand why people are thinking that could be the case, but you know, he had, nothing's been discussed with me about it.
2: Okay, Willie Target just signed a a, a six year deal for thirty million. Are we nope. going to have to bump Mark Rick up now?
1: I don't know that they have to do that yet, to be honest with you. and I don't think Mark Rick's holding a gun to Miami's head in that regard. I mean, he signed he, he just signed a year ago. He signed a um a six year well, I guess two years ago. He signed a six year deal. He's got four years left on on the contract that pays him four point one million a year. And I don't know that he's going to go put – or his agent are sitting there going to put a gun to Miami's head because he went 10-2 and two this year and won the Coastal and got blown out in the ACC title game. I mean, when you hired Mark Richt, wasn't that kind of the expectation <laughs> that more, more years than not you were going to get to Charlotte? I mean, that, that's, why you, that's why you invested four, the $4 million a year in, in Mark Richt at the time. I think it's a little early for the University of Miami to have to worry about that. I, I would be surprised. If if his agent went into Blake James and put a gun to his head and said, Mark's leaving unless you raise a salary a million dollars, uh, I, I think that those conversations will wait uh, until a little further down the road.
2: All right. Last point, my friend Josh Joe, He's gone. It's no, There's no question yeah, well, about it. He we've been right about that all long. season,
1: right? We've been discussing that on this this show all season. I told you from the beginning that I had my serious doubts that he would ever show up at Miami. I told you that when I had a conversation with him back in February on signing day when I was out of Columbus and we talked about it, he pretty much flat told me that he was not going to Miami. So I didn't understand why he ever committed in the first place because – That was his intent from the very beginning, and I didn't know what had changed. I mean, you know, a lot of people have heard the whispers. I mean, yeah, there's the suspicion that however Alabama goes about doing these things, that Alabama, you know, had their claws into him, you know, way, way, way a long time ago. And I'm not surprised that the indications now that we're a couple weeks away from putting uh, signature on paper are that he's going to – bail on his Miami commitment and go to Alabama. I don't understand why he ever was committed to Miami in the first place and why he didn't just wasn't committed to Alabama unless it was all a, an intentional smoke screen. You know, I, look, you you could theorize all you all day on, and night on this. You know, nobody really knows the truth except Josh Job and his family and and the people that he's dealt with. But I'm not surprised at all that this is happening like this, and I just find it kind of ridiculous that the Miami coaching staff was jerked around by this kid all this time. And I think it's, I think it's probably pretty – I think it's pretty close to reach the point where Mark Rick doesn't even want him anymore.
2: All right, good. I don't want him either. What's going on with Asante Samuel? I saw Matt put something yep. on there saying that he might come for a visit.
1: Yeah, he, he there are conversations taking place along those lines. Uh, I think you got to look at that a little cautiously. You know, I, I, I think that Willie Taggart and his staff are going to, you know, do their take their best shot with Asante and probably are the front runners to keep him, I would think. But, you know, now that Job's out of the picture, Miami's, you know, they're fishing around a little bit, looking at a couple different guys and uh, you know, you got Sertain there, you got a Samuel there, you know, obviously you still have Tyson Campbell there, so we'll see.
2: All right. I just want to say Lonnie Walker could be one of the great players ever at Miami. Without a, he could yeah. be the second best behind Rick.
1: Barry. Well, the problem is, is the, the, the problem, Greg, is he's, I don't think he's going to be here long enough to be that. Yeah, you it's know, gonna
2: be here I, one year.
1: One year, and that's gonna you know I don't know that he's gonna accomplish that type of feat in one year, but you saw the ability he has, and you see why they think he's a one and done, and why the NBA is interested in him. He he definitely has NBA athletic ability. He definitely has NBA shooting potential. And what I liked about the way he stepped up last night is it's a continuation of his, his, his the evolution of him. Seizing the moment and 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 taking taking his ability and taking charge of a game where his team needed him to do so. Bruce Brown was out. Uh, Boston University came in with a game plan that was giving Miami a, a, a little bit of trouble in the first half. They needed somebody to step up and seize the moment, and and Lonnie did it, man. He was he was not hesitating. He was taking the ball and he was jacking that shot. and It was going in, and uh, to me that was a great forward step for him in his development as they continue to work towards the ACC season.
2: All right, Gary, keep up the good work. Thank you very much.
1: All right, Greg. Yeah, I don't think that'll be the last time that you see this basketball team need Lonnie Walker to do that. You know, you remember, if you think back to last year, Bruce Brown did it a couple times. Uh, I believe he had 26 points against North Carolina in that one game. And, you know, you need your great players to step up and be great. In certain moments, as you move forward, especially when you're playing good competition, and that's why I felt so good about what Lonnie Walker did last night. All right, Greg, thank you as always for getting us kick started here. We'll talk to you next All right. time. All right. All right. All right. Five six three nine 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 three six three three is the number. Five six three nine 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 three six three three. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the three o five now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how are you this evening? This is Adam. Yeah. What's up, Adam? How you doing this week? Good.
3: A couple. Checking in, things. checking in for some therapy. Yeah. Or, or have you we re- did not. Or look have it. you recovered already? We, we well, we did not look good, but hopefully we'll bounce back against Wisconsin, a strong Wisconsin team. And Wisconsin, to be fair, Ohio State should have beaten Wisconsin by a lot more than they did you could really tell the difference. I was flipping back and forth between the games
1: and you could
3: see how much better Ohio state was than Wisconsin.
1: Um, Well, I didn't watch a lot of that game, but, but uh, I think that that was fairly predictable. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin simply doesn't have the same level of athletes as Ohio state. And hopefully from the Miami standpoint, they don't have the same level of athletes as Miami and you know, they're propped up yeah. by the record, a very weak schedule, in my opinion. Um, their stats are propped up by that same schedule. You know, yes, they are among yeah. the nation's leaders in defense, but I'm not sure they played a lot of great offensive teams throughout the season. And no. I think it's the best possible matchup that the Hurricanes could have gotten for the bowl season. Uh, you know, yeah. in- including I mean, Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if they had to go play Oklahoma? I mean, it wouldn't have been any 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 better probably than Clemson, uh, right? Yeah. right now, at the stage that this team is at, so no, I think it worked out.
3: Yeah, and I they do again have a strong running game, and they have that freshman All American running back. But oh, they're, yeah, they're a very competent team, when...
1: Adam. They're a competent yeah. team. No, they're going to no, come with an hope... offensive line that is monstrous and powerful. Yeah. They're going to, and they're, like Wisconsin always does, they're going to have a good running back, which they yeah. do, and they're going to they're going to take the snap, they're going to hand it to that running back, and they're going to try to impose their will. And yeah, you know, Miami's typically in the past matched up pretty good against that type of game. Uh,
3: speaking of the defense, I know Walton's officially announced. Is there any? I heard some rumors that both. Norton and McIntosh were leaning towards going pro. Do you have any intel on that?
1: Uh, I've heard the rumors. Uh, Obviously, the rumors are there. But I've also done some homework, and my homework has told me that McIntosh is going to be told that he's possibly a third-round pick, possibly Mm -hmm. a fourth-round pick, And Kendrick Norton is going to be told that he's not as high up on the board as McIntosh. Now, if those two guys, especially McIntosh, who I think has greater potential than that, if he comes back next year, if that's good enough, then he's going to go pro. But if Mm -hmm. he's he's getting good advice, he's not wasting his time declaring for the NFL. He's in the weight room. He's building his strengths, and he's coming back next year as a monster. And Mm -hmm. all he had to do was watch the Clemson guys and how they play to understand that he's not at that level yet.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, I honestly think the highest strength, the highest drafted Hurricane is going to be Berrius. I could see him in the league for 10
1: years with the Patriots. Just nah, I don't, I, I, he's still little. You can, Barrios isn't going to be a high draft pick. Bar- nah, Barrios, if, he gets, if Barrios gets drafted, it's going to be late. Okay.
3: No, because I see him like a Wes Walker type. And Walker, I think, was like a
1: fourth or fifth round pick. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. A,
3: a couple more questions. One, why doesn't UM just say, you, with the whole joke thing, you know what, we're dropping you? This is ridiculous stop saying you're committed to us and then telling other sources you're a 120% chance going to flip. Why does Maybe
1: they maybe opinion. they have. Maybe they have essentially done that. I I mean did, did you read the article we had on him today?
3: Uh, no, I I missed that.
1: Okay, you got to go on the website and take a look at the article that we have on Josh Job today okay. where he he talks about how he's not even coming back to South Florida. He talks about that he's not going to take an official visit to Miami now after all this. He talks about he doesn't want to see any coaches anymore. And if you, and if you put it all together, I know we start to wonder,
4: uh-huh.
1: Did did that mindset come from the other direction? where maybe Miami doesn't want him to visit anymore. Maybe Miami doesn't want to go see him anymore and be jerked around anymore. And I know Alabama's expecting him on a visit next weekend, not yeah. this weekend, the following weekend. At the same mm-hmm. time, Miami was expecting him on a visit. Yeah. So maybe maybe what you just said has happened. Oh, okay. And I think it would be a great thing because I don't think Miami yeah. needs kids like this. No. I, I think that I think there's enough defensive backs that want to come play at Miami. That yeah. I don't care. It, 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 I mean, even if this guy ends up being the next Sean Taylor, which Sean Taylor never acted like this, so I'm not going to make no. that prediction. You know, uh, no, it, it's guy. It's guys with this type of, uh, you know, way of doing business that can bring down your whole yeah. locker room if you get too many of them in there.
3: Yeah, I mean, and there's a, you're right. There's a, probably a lot of other safeties in South Florida right now who would jump out of Miami offer and say, "Sign me up, I'm in."
1: Adam, they already have six commitments at that at the defensive back position. Yeah, that's so true. if if Tyson, um, if Tyson Campbell commits, that's seven.
4: Yeah, how many?
1: Commits, that's eight. How many are you going to take in one class? You know. Well, we. Well, that's true. And,
3: um, that leads me to my other point. Um, have you heard any news on what Jaquan Johnson's thinking is? Because I heard somewhere he might think about coming out. I think it was I on would be, insight.
1: I, I would be shocked if he went out. And you know, I mean, I, I, I think he's kind of caught in the middle. I don't think he's big enough to be an <laughs> NFL safety.
4: Yeah, you know, I I, I don't deal, think he. I don't
1: think he's he's got cover corner skills for the NFL. You know, he's a very good college yeah, I mean, football player and I think he'll come back for mm-hmm. next year.
3: Okay. A uh, c- couple more questions. Um, one on the hoop side. Um, I've seen uh massive improvement in Dwayne Huell. Is there you, I mean, obviously the way he played against Minnesota was amazing. I caught that game. Um, you don't see, there's no chance that right now he would come out after his sophomore year. I know there's still plenty of basketball left to be played. So it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, he he's taken a major leap forward. I'm not sure he's mm-hmm. NBA ready yet. You know, he disappears at times. He didn't play particularly well last night, but you've yeah. gotten a glimpse of what he can be. And you, mm-hmm. you've seen the quickness. You've seen the athletic ability for somebody his size. Uh, I don't think he'll go out this year. I, I think he still needs another year or two of development, but he's definitely making progress. He's a whole different guy okay. than he was last year.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, he, he was a McDonald's All-American, so the expectation was like what Lonnie Walker is. And, boy, has Lonnie Walker found his, his three-point touch. Thank God. Um, one more question. Um, what about this receiver Ezard or Izard from Georgia? Do you see? He said that we're in his final three with Ole Miss and Oregon.
1: Yeah, and, and now I think Florida State Tag- could end up. Be, I think Florida State will end up being in there too. Now that Willie Taggart yeah. has left Oregon and come to Florida State, so I, I wouldn't count on him. I okay. think they've got the three, um, re- the three receivers that they're really looking to take this year, but okay. but you know if uh, they decide they have the numbers and he wants to come, maybe they'll take a maybe they would take a fourth. We'll see. Uh,
3: okay, um, and okay, thanks, Gary. Have a for taking my call. Have a great rest of the show.
1: All right, Adam. Thank you for being part of it. All right, five six three nine 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 three six three three five six three nine 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 three six three three. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the three one zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight?
5: How you doing, Gary?
1: Doing great. Who's this? Uh Righteous Kane. What's up, Righteous? Talk to us. What you got this week?
5: Yeah, it's one to say, you know, as embarrassing and, and humiliating as that loss was, we do have to look things in, in into perspective. For one thing, we're basically had a backup quarterback leading the team the whole year. And he played out of his mind to the best of his ability. But, you know, he's run out of gas, so to speak. And also, we went into Charlotte with only about 68 players, 70 players or something like that as far as scholarship players. You have so many people who are 71? injured. 71. Seventy-one. I mean, basically, yep. basically, you're going into a gunfight with a knife in, in many respects. You're, you're without your best running back, your best receiver, your best tight end. Demetrius Jackson, a very effective defensive end out. Trajan Banny goes down in the first series. I mean, it's just very difficult to overcome that situation. And, and an
1: offensive line playing very average. Add that to the yeah, list. Yeah, an
5: offensive line playing play, play very average against, you know, a very experienced championship caliber team. And also, if you want to look at it, Clemson also had similar issues when they were working their way up into the team that they are now. They got destroyed by West Virginia. They hunt 70 on them in the Orange Bowl a few years back. And then Florida State a few years ago killed them at home 52-7. to So, and guess what? They learned from it. And I believe that Mark Rick will show the players that, hey, this is what it's going to take to get to the top. And I believe they will learn from this experience. And sometimes you have to go through some painful adversity to become a championship team. And I think this was a valuable lesson in that.
1: Well, I think it's a little bit beyond that. I'm not sure they really that the, oh. these guys need it, needed needed a, a lesson. To be honest with you, you know, I, I think oh. Mark Richt understood where this program was and, and is. I don't think he had any delusions. He's been around a long right. time. He know he knows what great football teams look like. And yeah, they were a good game against Pittsburgh away from being the number one team in the country. But mm-hmm. I just don't. I just you know they they were not the number one team in the country even if they had ended up there and circumstances right. might have taken them there. But if it didn't catch up to them against Pitt and Clemson, it would have caught up to them against Oklahoma them the or Alabama right. or you know, or Georgia. even probably Georgia, you know, which unbelievably ended up as good as they are this year. And with, you know, with many so of Mark Rick's players. Yeah, you know, I think Mark Rick hated to take a beating like that. But right. my guess is he got to sleep that night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. yeah, I, don't, I just don't again, believe. this team exceeded expectations. Yes, Regardless, exactly. I, I think they were the... playing oh. with house money at the end, and it, 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 it yeah. sucked the way it ended. There's no doubt about it. But they accomplished what they needed to this year with an asterisk. And I'm going to tell you what the asterisk is. They cannot lose mm-hmm. the Orange Bowl game. You can't lose right. the Orange Very Bowl important. game. Very because important. Very
5: important. It's I'm kill momentum
1: momentum it kills everything it, it's like you finish the season with three straight losses and that's the story you of the lose season at home. Now, yeah right. well it, beyond that if that the three straight losses would be the story of the season and now you're taking that gorilla with you to Dallas in September when you got to right. go play and LSU also, in Dallas and you've and lost your three games
5: that against you while you are recruiting
1: yeah, well I mean the recruiting class is almost done but the point is so, that hmm. You know, that becomes the story of the program. They were frauds. Right. They lost Leaves three straight games. No. Miami's not back. That was, that was all fraudulent baloney. Right. They they're a they're
5: joke. Right. They're you jokes can't, before you can't they can't go lose on the Archibald. Right. It's very important. And also, just to add to that, it, another thing that, that this team was missing from this year was all the transfers Cortell Jenkins, Sonny Adagwu, Nick Linder, the guys who went to the draft, you know, Brad Kai in particular. Had those yeah. guys come back, yeah, this team, would, this team would have been much stronger than it, than, than it was. They it would have been much more competitive.
1: You can't have an instant replay of that either. You know, right. it can't become all about me at, at the mm-hmm. Hex Center. You know, with, with guys right. making stup- stupid, decisions
5: stupid decisions that
1: impact the yep. entire roster and the entire right. team. Right. And then we
5: hope that McIntosh and Norton, like you said, they understand that they're not there yet. And Clemson, may, in some sense, may have proved that to them. Their offensive line, you know kind of had their way with them for, for the most of the night. So hopefully they understand, did, look, we need did, to come back one more year.
1: Did you hear those names all night long? You certainly yeah. heard the names yeah. of those Clemson defense, defensive linemen all night long? Yeah, you didn't hear a whole lot of Norton and McIntosh in that game Nope. against good nope. competition? Nope. And no. hopefully
5: that, that's a wake-up call. To, 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 and you look, know what? If you can come back for one more year,
1: McIntosh can be a really good player, obviously, and can be a first or second round draft pick next year if he does his work in the off season, continues to get coached by Coach Cool, and comes back and is a dominant lineman as a senior, which he should be at that point. He's gotten progressively better each year. If he does all that, he should be a first or second round draft pick. Norton is more of a scheme tackle. You know, it would have to be mm-hmm. the right team that would draft him. He probably would not go as high as Macintosh, But the point is both of those guys have upside. They both belong back on this team next year.
5: All right. Especially, you know, we can have a very strong defensive line rotating 12, you know, anyway, 10, 11, 12 guys. If they come back and also Gerald Willis coming back from whatever his personal issues were, that's going to be very indicative for a very strong defense. Next oh my year. God. If
1: you're, if you're rotating Norton, McIntosh, Willis, and Ford next year, you know, now you're and talking. And
5: let's not forget Nesta Rivera, Nesta Slavera, coming in. Nesta Slavera
1: coming in, and 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 DJ Johnson possibly moving the tackle, which is where I think he'll end up. He might last mm-hmm. an end one more year, but I think he'll eventually end up a tackle. I mean, now you're talking. Now you're building something. You know.
5: Exactly. Now you're now you're able to compete with the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States of the world. You know, when you have a strong front forward that can constantly stay fresh and keep attacking the opposing offense.
1: No doubt. Uh, so well, I hope a they come back. I, I really okay. do. Uh, I would hate to see those guys go out and get drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're missing out. And then see have to move on without them over that. Come on.
5: Plus, plus, plus another thing, the college experience. You know, you only get that once, especially in the situation you're in right now. You, you know, you're know, you with a team of brothers that, that you're close to. You, know, you want to hang on there. You, you, you want to enjoy every moment of that and build something.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that that's the priority for, the, for most of these guys. These oh, guys want to want to go pro, and they want to make money, and they want to change the lives of their families. That's what most of them oh, want to
5: do. No doubt. No doubt. No, I, I agree. No doubt about it. You have to be smart about it. That's all. You've got to be smart about it. Yep. Uh, one last thing, sir. Um, do you know what's the update on the – players who are injured in their recovery, like Evidence Najoku, Demetrius Jackson. Now, how are these guys recovering from their surgeries? or Are they on sure. track to...
1: Yeah, they're all recovering and doing well, but none of them are going to play in the game.
5: Well, well, well of course. Everybody that on, on the injury like for, list...
1: For the future. Yeah, they'll be fine in the future, but I think everybody that was on the injury list for the Clemson game will be on the injury list for, Clemson, for um, Wisconsin.
5: Okay, that's good. And as far as you know, the mental... The state of the team right now? How is it, as far as you know? As far as after what happened in Charlotte, are they kind of forgotten about, it and they're willing to get back to work and you know get ready for the Orange Bowl, or are they just kind of in a funk still?
1: I think right now that they're mostly working on academics. They're taking finals. Okay. They're you know catching up on all that. I don't really. Think, I think that they, they've kind of been detached from football for a few days by design. They'll get back into some weight room work. I think the coaches got to spend most of their time recruiting uh, next week. And then um, I I think what you'll see is signing, you know, with the the week of the 18th, I think, is when you'll see them get back to practice and build up towards the Orange Bowl game on the 30th. Okay. But really, really until the the 20th, really, the coaches are going to be very preoccupied with recruiting. Recruiting.
5: That makes sense. Also, Ron Dugans, that rumor, I hope, hope that's not true about him possibly going back to Florida State. Uh, well, I think he's a really good coach.
1: I talked about that a few minutes ago. I, I was with Coach Rick uh, uh, earlier this evening, and I asked him about that, and he said that he has had zero discussions with Ron Dugans about going to Florida State, that Ron Dugans is, rec- is recruiting, and they have plans to recruit together on Friday. So,
5: Okay, that's good. And one last thing, sir, before I go, Mike Riley, I think would make a a very good tenth assistant coach. I, I read that he was interested in not an in article in particular, but he's interested in just being an assistant coach and not having to be a head coach. I think he'd be a very good someone who could be in the booth, you know, out Mark see on, see, on the sideline. I would
1: love to see him make that move. You know, I'm guessing that the tenth assistant is going to be put to the defensive side of the ball to to mm. maybe relieve some of the linebacker coaching. Uh, responsibilities for Manny Manny. Diaz but Mm -hmm. I would love to see a move like that Uh, I think I think Mark would really benefit from a veteran offensive mind up in the booth
5: absolutely and someone you know he's not going to try and take your spotlight away someone who's just going to be there to be an assistant to help you out and yeah he'd be great but yeah we'll see what happens thank you for your time sir
1: anytime and thank you for being part of the show all right, 563-999-3633 is the number. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let me drift over to the uh, list of questions that were supplied by the posters on canesport.com because there really were a lot of really good ones, and I'll I'll space them in here or there, but uh, I figured now's a good time to start. And a lot of these questions, a lot of questions came in about the quarterback situation. So uh, let me begin with that right now, and I'll cover this group of questions, and then we'll space the others in as we go forward. Um, What happened to Malik Rozier? He was always inconsistent, but would hit the long ball once in a while and throw some decent short passes. And then another question on Malik. Have our thoughts on Malik changed any regarding his second straight lackluster performance? Well, what I think happened to Malik kind of happened to the whole team. And I think that Malik ended up being exposed a little bit in the last couple games. And, you know, I, I think he ended the season as the quarterback that he probably really was all along. And I think that that got masked by the fourth quarter heroics, really the last minute heroics against Florida State. And the late-game heroics against Georgia Tech. And the fact that Miami won those two games, I think, made everybody forget all the inconsistent play that led to those games being close in the first place. And, you know, I I think he obviously was extremely bad against Pittsburgh. I think he was overmatched against Clemson. And I think, if we're honest, that because this team was playing – with a quarterback who had his moments, who I think gave this team everything you could have possibly expected of him. It still could have been a three or four loss team with him at the helm. And so I don't think that what happened those last couple games was really all that shocking. I mean, I, I know I was not shocked. Uh, you know, you get to the Pittsburgh game undefeated and obviously you're hoping that this team finishes its improbable run to undefeated season because of what it would have meant. It would have not only put them in Charlotte, it probably would have guaranteed them a spot in the playoff more than likely, you know, and given them a shot, even though they may not have been good enough for it at the national title. So you obviously you wanted to see the team win, but I wasn't surprised personally by anything that happened. And so I think Malik just ended up being, what he always was and and that leads to the next question from the poster which is is he done and that's obviously a very big prevailing topic of conversation right now by people who care about the hurricanes and uh you know mark Richt today when he was discussing that situation basically said You know, we still have one game left here this year before we start looking at next year. And obviously, Malik Rozier is going to be the quarterback in the Orange Bowl game. And I think he needs to have a damn good game if if he wants to have a really good shot at keeping his job next year. Because I think regardless that Mark Rick's going to open things up. I mean, Mark Rick said today, he says, I have competition all the time at every position. There's nobody that owns a position. And I think right now, the obvious answer to the question is that that position is going to be open in spring and fall practice. And, you know, I don't know if Malik Rozier is done, but he certainly is going to be subject to competition. And whether he's done or not is going to depend first on how Nikozi Perry shows up in the spring and fall. Second, how Jaron Williams shows up in the spring and fall to a lesser extent, Cade Weldon and maybe more than anything, how he shows up in the spring and fall. And did he benefit from a year as a starting quarterback? And is he going to be able to hold off those youngsters? And I don't think there's a predisposed answer to any of those questions right now. So is he done? I think that that'll be determined by what happens in spring and fall practice. Now, which leads to the next question from the poster on the message boards at canesport.com. What do we think of the whole notion being kicked around the message board that coach Rick should burn cozy Perry's red shirt season for one game and start him against Wisconsin. And my answer to that is that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in the world. You're playing a bowl game that essentially If it didn't, you know, we're kind of in a quandary here because I just talked about how important it is to the team, which it is. I think it's a must-win game for Miami. But at the same time, it's a meaningless football game. And there is no way in the world that you're going to burn the Cozy Perry's redshirt season for one game against Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl. If it were a national championship game and you thought he was going to make the difference in you winning the national championship or losing it, Maybe, but that's not the case here. So, no, that's a very easy question to answer. I certainly don't think that he should burn the Cozy Perry's redshirt year and play him against Wisconsin. Which leads to the next question. If we had to guess, who will be the quarterback to start the season next year against LSU? Well, <laughs> here we go again, because a year ago at this time, When we were having the same exact conversation, and I know I was asked the same exact question, and I knew what the prevailing feeling was about Malik Rozier, and I knew that Mark Rick was telling him that he would never play for him, so I took him at his word, and I didn't think that Malik Rozier ever would play for him, and I didn't think that Evan Sherefs would be a surefire bet to win the starting quarterback job either. And when we were sitting here back then discussing it last year, I said, I thought Nicozy Perry was going to be the quarterback. And, you know, Nicozy ended up coming in in June. He was not able to pick things up as quickly as he could have. And when August came around and Mark Rick had to make that decision, Nicozy Perry was not ready to be the quarterback of this team. So if I had answered the same question right now and I had to go to make a bet or something on this topic? I would say that I think Nicozy Perry is going to be the quarterback of this team next year, just like I said a year ago. He, here's one thing that there's no question about. Okay, Nicozy Perry is the physically most gifted quarterback on this roster. He's got the best arm. He's got the best athletic ability. Now he's got to have the best smarts. When he gets to the point that he has the best smarts, and that his mind game catches up to his arm game and his leg game, that's when he's going to be the starting quarterback of this team. Yeah, I think it could happen in time for LSU next year, but that means absolutely nothing. He's got to get it done on the practice field. He's got to get it done in the classroom during the offseason. He's got to watch film. He's got to make himself a legit contender by the time they start spring practice in March. Which leads to the next question. How does Williams stack up against Perry coming out of high school? When you watch his film, he has a good arm, good size, good weight coming in. No doubt. But what he doesn't have is the full season on the practice field that Nikozi Perry has. The full season on the headset. Listening to all the communications, all the play calls. Watching things unfold on game day. Cozy Perry has an edge right now on Jaron Williams, and he's going to have to be really good to erase that edge in spring and fall practice. So that's where I stand on all the quarterback questions. Hope that gives you a little bit of perspective, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch all this play out because, you know, the one thing that's unmistakable is Miami does have some good prospects coming at quarterback, and it, it, it seems to be something. That's going to improve as we go forward year after year. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's go out now to the 917 where you're live on Sport Live. How are you doing tonight?
6: Hey, Gary. What's up, BK? Hurricane?
1: Hey, what's up, BK? How are you doing this week? What's
6: going
1: on? I'm doing pretty doing good. good. I'm doing pretty good. Have to,
6: huh? What's up?
1: I'm doing good.
6: How are you doing? I'm doing alright. I just had to calm down from the game on Saturday and I didn't wanna you know, I just wanted – I just I just needed it to sink in a little bit and you, you just, Al Golden left us left Mark Rick nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's not I had fair. to go back. That's no fair. I had to go back. No, it's not fair I had to go back. It's fair. Let me explain. Let me explain, then you can shoot me down He didn't leave room. him
1: nothing, okay? You you have some very good no, football he players. No, he didn't okay, leave him that's better. enough. Okay, that's better. That's better. But if he had left I him enough, back, he'd still be the head coach. How about that? I went
6: back all the way to 2012, and I didn't know where two-thirds of the guys went. The digits
1: not on the team anymore. I'm like, what? I, oh my god That's why he's not the coach anymore He didn't do a good oh enough job man. running the program But it's not fair to say he left him with nothing Come on man. That's like saying Mark, left, Mark Rick left Kirby Smart with nothing No he didn't
6: No Mark Rick left Kirby Smart with a gold mine
1: right. Mark Rick just didn't have it
6: in him to coach anymore But Mark Rick was always a great recruiter He left Kirby Smart with a wealth of talent A wealth
1: of talent there's and Al Golden le- and Al Golden left do, Mark. I'm here. not going to say a wealth of talent, B Kane, but he, he did leave him with talent. Come on, uh,
6: well, <laughs> Gary. They're in the um um playoffs. They're yeah, all, I understand.
1: and too. and Miami was a victory away from being in the playoffs too, and was a victory away from being the number one team in the country. You don't win 15 no, straight well, football I mean, games, BK, 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 Bk. Wait a minute. You don't win 15 straight football games. Without talent. They won 15 straight games.
6: Right. I'll give them that. But I'm just saying, like,
1: what happened
6: on Saturday and even to an extent of what happened on Pittsburgh was to the fact that the defense could only carry an offense but for so long. At some point, the offense needed to step up and say, defense, listen, you had us most of the year. Let's pull one out for the defense for once. That's what yeah, happened if on Miami Saturday. Miami going to win that you know, game
1: the other day. It was going to be a shootout. You're absolutely right.
6: Right, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, the defense did what they could. I mean, even the freshman kid, uh, Derek Smith, he, he had a pretty good game for a kid that was that his first start.
1: No, well, it depends, You know, you got to use the word "start" loosely because of the way they rotate. But let's be yeah, honest, well, that was, the know, best, was that, that was the best first... passing team that they played since Toledo. And if you remember, Toledo was leading at halftime, BK. And Miami was, you know, obviously was a much better team than Toledo, but they were losing that game at halftime. And let's be honest about it. We talked about it before the season. You had a cornerback coming in from the Citadel who was trying to be the answer on one side. You didn't know if Malik Young was big and physical enough to hold up for an entire game At the other corner, you were taking Sheldrick Redwine, who was an average corner earlier in his career, and asking him to be a full-time safety. You were taking Jaquan Johnson, who had been a nickel kind of hybrid defensive back, and you were asking him to become a full-time safety for the first time. If we were honest before the season, BK, this secondary was full of questions, and – Again, I just don't think it was a surprise that, that, that against the best passing team they played all year that they struggled. It, it's not a great, great secondary. i mean, surprised. It, it was me. a good secondary it. against the level of competition they were playing, but it wasn't a great secondary. And if we're all honest about this, we accept that because that's what they really were the whole year. They were over, right. They were a bunch of kids that were, that were maxing out their we capabilities. They were over we were Correct. overachievers. And you are only overachievers because had... you won the close games. That's the only reason. They won right, the close you know, games.
6: Right. This year we won all the games that, that we would have lost last year, pretty much. You know, the, the games, you know, those close games, the Florida States, the the you know, the Georgia Techs. I mean, last couple of years, like, we kept Florida State close, you know, and we just couldn't pull it out, even though this year we pulled it out. Uh, you know, the front seven was, you know, going into the season was always known as the strongest unit on the team. And they pretty much lived up to that. You know, the the secondary took them a while to gel. I think, what, what was Toledo, the second game of the year? They took them yep. a while to gel. They did pretty good after that. Michael Jackson turned into a pretty good cornerback. You know, Sheldrick Wetterheim turned into a pretty good Safety, so it just took these guys a while because like you had guys like you said, Suffolk-Wellron was a corner. They moved him to safety. It just took a while for him to jail. Michael Jackson came out of nowhere, came out of nowhere. A guy that I thought would never ever start, and he turned out to be a pretty good cornerback. I mean, like the kid probably gave himself a draft grade. I'm not saying a high draft grade, but he gave himself a draft grade. You know, eventually, if he could, you know, if he could keep this up, the kid is going to be drafted. You know, coming from somewhere, you know, a year ago where, you know, he was hoping just to get a phone call just to try to be on a practice squad. Now you're looking at a kid that's pretty much going to get drafted. But, you know, and in defense to Rick, you know, a lot of people were down on Rick saying, oh, you know, maybe he should get an offensive coordinator, this, that, and whatever. The offense that Come on. he wants to run –
1: he he's you know, playing with, with an average that. quarterback and an average and that's offensive. That's what I was line. getting
6: ready to say. That's what I was getting ready to say. He doesn't have the How horses to run. How can you even run. begin
1: to judge Mark Richt?
6: You can. No, I'm not judging him. But that's what the posters are saying. You know, a lot of the posters are saying, you know, oh maybe you should get an offensive coordinator who needs to hire an offensive coordinator. I'm just saying, I'm I'm defending Mark Richt by saying that he didn't have the horses to run the kind of race he he wanted to run. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we just didn't have it. We didn't have the offensive line and able to out-scheme another team. Granted, we didn't have the... And he said it all year. We can't impose our will on another team. But obviously, we didn't have the type of offensive line that could out-scheme another team as well. You know, so... You know, he just didn't have the horses. I'm just
1: Look, hoping I mean, everybody this, just... Listen. You, you want to make the, the argument... If, BK, if you want to watch the team... And you want to make the argument the running schemes are not complex enough, too basic, yeah. too easy to defend. You can make that argument all day long, but the but the real question is, could this offensive line execute anything more difficult?
6: No, I don't think they could. I don't think they well, could. Well, that's we just,
1: that you know that that's the point, and and just, that's we, why yeah. if Mark Rick is making that judgment, then Mark Rick's making the right judgment. And how can you sit there and evaluate Mark Richt as an offensive play caller when he's, you know, playing with the one hand? I
6: got you. I get that part. I'm not saying that I did. I'm just saying that's what I would read a lot on the post. Oh, he should hire an offensive you, coordinator.
7: You want and to know
1: what, what questions I get shouldn't. asked as, as I go around everywhere I go? You want, you want to know what questions I get asked the most What's they, I'm, I'm at, by fans? It's, 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 it's hey, 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 Gary, what do you think of Stacey Searles? is Stacy Searles a good enough coach? Now how are you supposed to evaluate Stacy Searles? Okay, he had he seven uh, he had seven offensive linemen that he could put into a football game without being scared to death. Okay? And they're not even great. But seven able-bodied guys that you could put into a game and not be scared to death and you saw how much those guys got beat throughout the year. And and, they, and that as good of a freshman year that he had, did you see what was going on with Navon Donaldson in the game in Clemson the other in in Charlotte the other night? He I mean, was he, he, I mean the poor plays. kid got taken the plays. got taken to school yeah All
6: right but a couple of plays uh,
1: but, but, but my point play.
6: is a couple of plays. His athletic ability did pop up. I'm like, oh, okay, this yeah. kid's going to be somebody. But no doubt, he's, nice he's going to
1: be good. And he's you know? going to be good. But how are we supposed to sit here and evaluate? How am I supposed to evaluate Stacy Searles? And I get asked that question by by fans more than any other question right now. Because every, all... everyone's just looking for a reason to jump on Stacy Searles.
6: No, it's too early. It's too early. Like when I look at our offensive line, I'm
1: like, this this is a, this is a disaster. Yeah, it's not his fault for
0: sure.
6: No, 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 no. It's definitely not his fault because, you know, these are the guys that he inherited pretty much, you know. he's pretty much. That position
1: was a recruiting disaster. I don't need to tell you guys that. That was a recruiting disaster, that position, for several years.
6: No, no, no. If
8: they could have just
6: held up, oh, man. Like, this season really could have been magical. This season could have been magical. Like, that one – Remember that Auburn season when they won the National Championship with I mean, All those games that they should have lost, and they ended up winning? I was like, this could be us, but no. Yeah, well, sometimes that's like what you that. need,
1: but, but it ended up being, it, it did end up being Miami, and it ended up being uh, taking Miami to a 10-2 and two season.
6: Yeah, yeah. 10-2 a heck
1: a lot better than 8-4 again.
6: Yeah, but like you said earlier, it, 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 you know, like in terms of the optics, it's not going to mean much if
1: we don't beat Wisconsin. Well, I agree because then the story it's of the season be becomes brutal. you lost three straight games.
5: Yeah. If gonna you win, be if,
1: we, if you win, the story of the season is the great, the great step forward you took in in 2017, and how your team almost made it to the playoffs and you know made it to Charlotte. And. And that's what happens. But it's a game, and
6: if we win. We get a prime-time game against LSU. Oh, it's going
1: to be – now, that game's going to be prime-time <laughs> anyway. Be but you're ranked in the top yeah, five yeah. for it if you win the article. Yeah, Bowl. it's going to be crazy.
6: It's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure ESPN has been happy every time they – you know, the three times that they did a game day that involved Miami, the ratings were through the roof. Just imagine their, their first marquee game of the year. Miami LSU, but we need this win. We need this win badly.
1: Well, badly, it is going to be a marquee game. They moved it from Saturday to Sunday night, so it's going to be the only mm-hmm. game in town on Sunday night, and uh, right. it's going to be a it's, it's going to be a huge TV event. And yes. you know it, it looks a lot better if Miami goes goes in there in the top five in the country, which I think they will be if they win the Orange Bowl.
6: If they win the Orange Bowl, we will be a top five team in the country. All right. Um. One last question. Like, how is our? Well, you know, like the defensive line recruiting is still coming along, and I think that's going to be like, you know, guys popping up at the last minute. I think we're gonna like, uh, you know, like steal somebody that we thought we couldn't get, just like we did last year with Jeff Thomas. Maybe the kid, know, yeah, maybe the tackle out of Missouri. Like, I, I'm not sure but I'm more worried about the offensive line. Um, I haven't been following it too much. How, how is our offensive line recruiting looking? And do you think we needed to dip into maybe some Juco on the offensive line?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would like to see it better than it is. Uh, I, I really like uh, Delone Scafe a lot. I, I think he's going to be a very good player. Uh, Cleveland Reed, I have not been able to see personally, so I don't really have an opinion on him. Uh, I have watched John Campbell Uh, up close and personal, uh, that's one that I was not overwhelmed with. If if you ask me right now, and and you know in every recruiting class, no matter how good it is, everybody's not going to be a great player. I mean, I don't care how good your recruiting class is. You're not going to sign 27 guys, and they're not not all going to pan out. If you said to me right now, Gary, look at the recruiting list and tell me who you think is the most likely player to not pan out at Miami that's on this list, uh, I probably would start, start with John Campbell just based on my personal observations, and Whoa. then the other one, the other one I would throw out there, uh, would possibly be Al Blades. So I I have not been overwhelmed. I, I I know his rivals rating is high, but you know we'll, well see I how he... he was
6: down all year. I mean, wasn't he uh, like, wasn't he beat out on his own team? Yeah, like, at St. time Yes, he was. He wasn't, yes, even, he was. A, he wasn't even the starting corner. For stage, no, the now they have very,
1: they, you know, they have very good players there, and you know, I don't know that that's necessarily, but you know, to to me, I mean, obviously, Miami was not going to turn down Al Blades, okay? Right. Al Blades, right. Al Blades right. if he wanted to go to Miami, Al Blades was going to have a spot at Miami. When you look at the legacy of the Blades brothers, you know what happened to his dad, the whole thing, I, you know, I mean. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, it's not that he can't be a a, a contributor. Like, I I think he'll be a very good special teams player. I think he'll be a backup DB. That's just my personal opinion. I could end up being wrong. He could develop into a great player over the next few years. But if I had to give an opinion right now based on what I've seen, and you said to me, "Who, who are the guys that you have questions about? I would say John Campbell would be one because I saw him. Yeah, and it was just one-on-one drills at camps and things like that. But I saw him get absolutely boat-raced by almost everybody he went up against. And, That's not good. You know, to me, Blades is always chasing. But, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean...
6: Are they pursuing any Juco kids on the line of scrimmage at all? Like on the offensive line of scrimmage? Because I think if they could bring in two
1: the defense, guys... They are they on the defensive line. Yeah, they've been, they've been talking to J- Jared Goldwire. He's a Louisville commit. Uh, right. Went to Fort Scott Kansas Community College And uh, he's one they've been talking to But Goldwire's waiting to see what happens With uh, McIntosh and Norton. He doesn't want to come oh, into okay. a crowded sit- he, he doesn't want to walk into An overcrowded situation Which he would be right, But
6: nothing but nothing on the
1: offensive line Not that we know of right now You know It, uh, it, 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 it could evolve You know the coaches are out on the I road They're told- looking at a lot of you know, looking at a lot of players and and it, it you know so. it could evolve but that we know of right yes. now uh we we know that they're talking to the Nick Petit for a kid over in Tampa. We know they're recruiting right. Jalen Goss from Valdosta, Georgia. And um other right, than that the, the, freshmen, the, though, like, that might leave us in the same position
6: that we are yep. this year. But with just the younger well, guys. That's what that's what I'm wondering if
1: the J might, might be you know, you got it. good. You got Hillary there, you got Herbert there, you know, so you know you've got some young don't guys forget
6: don't forget bar Milo huh
1: I'll be sorry I personally be I don't know if he's graduating or not, but as soon as Why he gets his degree... well, <laughs> uh, I, I, cause I think I think they're gonna honor their commitment to him and let him get his degree, but
6: yeah. but as soon as he gets his degree, he's out of there, I would think so. All right, Gary. Listen, thanks a lot, Gary. Um, just keep me on the line.
1: You got it, man. Thank you as always for being part of the show. All right, five six three nine 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 three six three three. You hit one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's go out to the seven oh six. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight?
9: Hey, what's up, Gary, man? I've been chomping at the bits, man. First of all, I
1: just Who's got this? to say this is a Seb- bad this is a bad What's
7: hey, happening? man,
9: Gary, I just, I just, first of all, want to just commend you because you called the season just how I expect you to call the season. You said we should get to Houston. We should win about 10 games this year. And we're here in December, and it's just exactly what you said. And when I looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year, I felt there wasn't a team on the schedule that we couldn't beat. I felt like we had a shot to beat in all of them, and we won – 10 out to 11, and we lost the championship game. Now, I just got to, pers- I'm just a realist. I'm just a realist. And here's what I mean. When I look at this team, I realize that, you know, we still have the impact of the sanctions. We're not playing with a full deck. So we don't have the talent and the depth that we need to have. It's not an issue of the coaching staff. The coaching staff has demonstrated that they can coach. And I have full faith that better things are on the horizon. I don't compare Miami to, like, Georgia, because if, when I, if you want to have that conversation, let's have it. Georgia had a lot of players come back. Chubbs came back. Sony Michelle came back. Carter came back. A lot of players from Georgia that could have left to win to the NFL decided to come back. So that was a win for Kirby, Kirby, Kirby Smart. That's how I look at it. You take those players away from Kirby Smart and they lose their starting quarterback, I don't think Georgia is in the playoffs. So, he, so when I equate that to a team like Miami, I'm saying, what if we didn't have the injuries that we had? Say Walton would have came back, Norton McIntosh comes back, you know. I mean, that you can you can have that argument in saying that you know maybe we can be up at that level or up at that particular place. So, I'm not here to kind of bash our teams. I'm just a realist. I know what we're working with, you know. When I look at the offensive line, I look at Al Golden's um uh, the pre- previous coaching staff, the last two recruiting classes on the offensive line, and there's not many of those guys that are starting. You know, St. Louis, I mean he I mean he made it in there, you know. Um um uh, Trevor Darling, I mean he I mean, he made it in there. But other than that, we just we just did a poor job recruiting that particular area. So I look at Is it a glass half empty or half full? I look at it from a perspective. I think the glass is half full. Here's why I want to say that. Mark is going into his third year. He's going into his third recruiting class. He's had two years where he's got a chance to pick his own quarterback. Most coaches are going to be successful or fired if they get that decision right or wrong. Look at Muschamp. Look at uh, the other coach from Florida. If you get that wrong, too many times you're going to be out of a job. Kevin Sullivan at Texas A&M, another prime example. You know, so so if you do well in that particular area, you're going to be okay. If you don't, you're going to be looking for a job. I don't think it's any issues in regards of coaching-wise. I think issue in regards of just waiting to make sure we can get the talent that we need so we can compete on the field. Last week when I had this conversation, I said the first thing we have to do is just survive the first quarter. We didn't survive the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, I think we were down 21 to nothing. That was the game right there. You remember when I talked about that, Gary? I said all we have to do is just be able to survive the first quarter against Clemson. We didn't do that. They went down the field, first drive, touchdown. Second drive, touchdown. That was a ball game right there. If we was able to hang in the game a little bit, had some things kind of going for us, I think we'd have had a shot. But you're playing Clemson with teams where they have recruited well, they got depth. They got talent that's been around for just a couple of years. You know, I'm just a realist, Gary. I don't know if you want to comment on that. I'm just a realist.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you're saying anything that's so far-fetched.
9: You know, and so when I look at things on horizon, I'm looking at, okay, what do we need to do between this year and next year to kind of get us ready? You know, I don't want to talk about that Joe situation because I just know Alabama's shady like that, and I knew – It was going to go down just the way it is, you know. The minute he gave him an opportunity to talk to Nick Saban instead of talking to Mark Rick, that ended it right then and there. Because I'm going to tell you what Saban told him. He says, look, if you're going to ride with Alabama, you're going to ride with Alabama, you cannot go to Miami. You can't can't even take the visit, you know. And, and and so – but I'm not worried about that because I kind of feel like there's another kid – there's enough kids out there that can compensate for that. I trade Joe over the Thompson D tackle from Missouri, any particular. But here's what I'm getting at. You lose by winning. I know some people don't want to believe that. We just want to win every single game. But sometimes you lose by winning. I'll give you a prime example. I remember when Georgia recruited Isaiah Crowell. I don't know if you remember him. He was a five-star mm-hmm. running back. Alabama, Georgia yep. won him. Got to Georgia, he didn't pan out his first year. You know, Mark Rick kicked him off the team. A lot of players, a lot of people weren't happy about that. They were real salty about that. How is that going to affect in state recruiting, all in that? He ended up with Chubbs. He ended up with Sonny Michelle. Sometimes you win by losing. You got to stay true to who you You have to stay true to who you are. Mark Rick, I think the coaching staff is true to who they are. In other words, they know what they want and you got to go out and get it. Sometimes you can get it quick. Sometimes it's time for us to do that. Now, playing in Wisconsin is just a prime example. In other words, we're playing for a lot of pride. We're playing in front of our hometown. I'm just telling you, Garrett, if we win that game and we go into the next season with competition at a whole lot of positions, we don't got to rush a lot of guys back from injuries. Maybe some of our players don't leave for the NFL. LSU is just not scaring me the first game of the season. And if we could just be able to compete on that level and take down the SEC West team, that's going to open a lot of people's eyes up in regards to where the Canes program is going to actually be being able to go. Here's my last comment. I'm looking at the recruiting class, and I think we have 20, 21 commits. And I think that number really needs to be about 25, 26. Here is... I my think it's going to be
1: 27 card. before they're done.
9: I, I think it's going to be 26, 27. Here is my wild card. Just saying, Gary. today's December the 5th or 6th. I think we're going to be having a totally different conversation if we land one or two of those defensive tackles and we capture both Campbell and Sertain. I'm telling you, if we end up with a class like that, Gary, it's gonna be like Fourth of July. It's gonna be like my birthday for a whole entire year to next season. Because I'm gonna tell you this right here: if we get those two lockdown corners and we get a defensive tackle, I don't know what you think about that, but I'm thinking that's a phenomenal class.
1: It's it's a great it's a great looking class right now. If they finish it off right, it'll be a great class.
9: Okay, I need you to talk. I need you to talk about this in regards to from a team aspect and whatnot. When you look at our team today, when you look at this game against LSU, what are just three things that you think we need to have, we need to solidify, put that team on the field? We can start talking about top five. I don't really want to talk about us being top five beginning of next year. I'd be happy with top 15. But if we were going to be top five, what would we need for you to be able to say we have a top five football team going against LSU? You can put me on hold after that. We'll continue this conversation.
1: all right, I'll answer that question. Uh, thanks for being part of the show. All right, how can this football team get better than what it is right now? It, it, realistically, I mean, let's assume that, you know, you got to deal mostly with the personnel you have and you're going to have the recruiting class coming in. You got to get better quarterback play. That's number one, okay? And, and if Malik Razier isn't going to give it to you, then you got to develop Nikozi Perry, Um to the point where he can give you better quarterback play than what you're getting right now. If you're going to get better than the way this team ended the season, you got to get better quarterback play. You got to get better play from the offensive line. Is that reality? You know, I don't know. I mean, McDermott's going to be gone. Trevor Darling is going to be gone. The right side of your line will be back, but the 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 question is is being better on the offensive line reality for next season you know i don't know i don't know that it is uh, you know these some of these young guys hillary and herbert and and, and, and gainer and you know they're all gonna have to be pretty damn good next year you know casey mcdermott did not have a terrible season this year trevor darling i think you know is is not so hard to replace but uh, casey mcdermott held up pretty well at left tackle this year who's going to play left tackle next year don't know yet But if this team's going to get better, you know, I I think you got to start at those two spots on offense, Uh, you know, running back, you got some, you know, you got a really good top shelf recruit coming in in and Lorenzo Lingard. He's got to be the real deal. He's got to, he's got to be able to help you next year. Travis Homer can't do it by himself. I, I know that he did, he did a yeoman's job this year. You notice he tailed off at the end and, you know he he's he cannot take that position by himself Uh they they're, they're going to need uh, a couple of these guys to step forward obviously lingard would be a great start receivers you know you need amon richards to get back to being amon richards uh this sophomore season of his because of all the injuries and everything uh came and went with with a blur i mean it it, it was it, it, you know <laughs> He was no place the entire season. You got to get him healthy. You got to get Amon Richards back to being Amon Richards. And then I think you're in great shape at receiver. You know, you got to replace Berrios, but you'd have Amon Richards. You you know, obviously you'd have Jeff Thomas coming back. You still have Cager coming back. You have Evidence Njoku coming off the injured list, who I think is going to be a very good player. You got Mark Pope coming into the program that I think is going to be an instant phenom. I really like the. Aquarius Wiggins the uh, the other receiver commit from Miami Southridge I think he's going to be a real sleeper in this class I think he's going to be a really good receiver at Miami you got Hightower coming in you got a lot of potential talent at that receiver spot okay a lot of guys you only need a few of them to come really come through and but you need an elite guy and right now Amon Richards is the best equipped to be that elite guy He's got to get his act together. He's got to get healthy, and he's got to be an elite receiver. That would make this team better. Tight ends, you know, obviously, you're in a little bit of trouble there. You're going to be counting on true freshmen. But these kids are really talented true freshmen. You need them both to deliver for you and be able to be part of the offense. I don't believe that you can count on Michael Irvin to be a a, a frontline performer. You're going to need at least one of these freshmen coming in to be the real deal and um, that will make you a better football team. On defense, you need Norton and McIntosh to come back and be be seniors. Uh, You can't – at the line of scrimmage, there's no replacement for age, okay, and no no replacement for experience, no replacement for toughness and seasoning and all the things that go along with being a senior football player. Norton and McIntosh need to come back if this team is going to be better next year. And then you're going to have a man's man rotation at defensive tackle. And your end position is still in in decent shape going into next year. You got DJ Johnson still there. Um, Joe Jackson there for his junior year. Um, You know, Jonathan Garvin, obviously he's going to be a year stronger a year better. So your defensive line is going to be in really good shape. If those two guys come back, they need to come back you can't afford to have your best players going into the NFL early and leaving you with those holes on your roster. Okay, that would make the team better. Linebackers. You need to start challenging, you know, Zach McLeod and Michael Pinckney. You know, Shaq Quarterman. I think, has been pretty consistent in the middle, but I don't think you could just assume – that you're that you're good enough because of those guys had decent freshman years. I didn't think they had as good sophomore years as they did freshman years. And I don't feel like they impacted games to the degree this year that they have, you know, that, that maybe we thought they, they would this year, they got to be better. And somebody has got to come from down below and challenge those guys. You know, is is it a DeAndre Wilder, you know, for example, you know, I don't know, you know, is it a, you know, Bradley Jennings, you know those guys have got to take a step forwards and start giving these other guys competition on the practice field, so that they're not comfortable with their positions, and that they go into game day with an edge. You get more competition going at the linebacker position. You maybe get a couple guys in there that are a little bit better defending the pass because Clemson really exposed it, the Miami's issues there. Then you're a better football team. Defensive backs. You're bringing. You're going to be bringing in probably seven into the program. A few of those freshmen got to be able to help you next year. You know, I don't like Miami's size at that position. You need Javante Dean to get better for next year and be able to help you more than he did this year. And you know, you need some some of these bigger freshmen to be able to contribute next year. A little bit more size and physicality at the cornerback position will help this team be better. You need Jaquan Johnson to come back for a senior year and play at the same level or a greater level than he played this year. Redwine took great steps forward late in the season and was really playing well late in the year. You need him to continue to progress. You need the kicker, Bubba Baxa, the freshman, to come in next year and be ready to play right away. I mean, he's going to have the job regardless if he's ready, he's ready or not. You need him to be ready. You need Zach Feagles to stop shanking punts. He's got the leg strength. He's got to work hard on his mechanics in the offseason and come back next year and be a real college punter as opposed to a guy that is absolutely destroying his team with shank kicks, particularly what we saw against Pittsburgh and Clemson. So when you say, what does this team need to do? To take the next step, to win the Coastal again, to show up in Charlotte better equipped to compete and not get run out of the stadium, it starts with that list that I just threw out there. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And this next segment of Kane Sport Live is going to be brought to you by TheStartup.com, the world's first virtual incubator created by Cane's fans to help Cane's fans and their friends and families try to get a break in the competitive business world. And uh, you've heard me talking about them all season. It's the company created by Cane's fans. you got to be a Cane's fan to work there. And now they want to help the Cane's fan make some money and the folks at the startup.com have created a workplace without walls and an internet-based platform called the ecosystem where any current or aspiring entrepreneur can go and test their ideas build their business plans communicate and strategize with team members and even forecast and manage their cash flows the ecosystem was created to be a command center for entrepreneurs housing a robust suite of digital tools for startups and business owners so go visit the startup.com today for a free trial it's one site at one price to rule them all the startup.com and we love the way that you guys at the startup.com cheer for the hurricanes and are sorry the canes didn't show up better in charlotte all right let's go back out to your calls and let's go to the 786 you're live on canesport
4: live hey gary how you doing
1: i'm doing good how you doing tonight
4: i'm doing great doing great um it kind of turned out the way we thought it would, to be honest. I don't think anybody that, that has a decent football IQ was expecting anything different. I don't, Maybe not to the degree it happened, as quickly as it happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, the talent level was there for them and for us. We've got some guys, but we just don't have enough. Um, and I, I think the toll of having, what, 11 straight weeks, not having a break, you start guys beat up in between, in between plays, uh, Braxton, Barrios in particular. I mean, guys are beat up. They haven't had a rest. And, you know, they've had a gas, like you mentioned earlier, but I don't think it was a lack of effort. I don't think it was because we were out coached. Um, no. It was just it was just who we are at this point. And um, it, it, it doesn't mean the season has been, has been a failure. in, in – all the negativity we're seeing on the boards and we're hearing on the radio, it's like, you know, you you got to be grateful for what what they, they've they been able to do in just two years. I mean, <laughs> it's remarkable that we're even, we're in a big six game with all the big boys. We're there. In two years, we're there. Um, and, and we mentioned that's critical to, 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 to beat Wisconsin up here in a couple of weeks, and that's true. But more than anything, you're, you're you're in the neighborhood now. Before you weren't even in the neighborhood. Now you're in the neighborhood. So it's just a matter of continuing to get better, get some better kids to come on in with this class, and they're doing their, their thing like they did last year. Um, there's just so many things to be grateful for. I just don't understand the negativity, to be honest with you.
1: I think when a team achieves the way this team achieved it, people's minds start racing. I, I, I think that a lot of the fan base got caught up in what was going on and the excitement of it. And, you know, we, we've, we've been there before everyone's experienced greatness before and everybody wants it back. It's, it, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's really not that hard to understand. I mean, when you've had something as great as what the Miami football fan has had before, I think it's natural to want it back and to maybe think it's back before it's really back. And uh, I think that what happened in Pittsburgh was an absolute shock to everybody. And, you know, nobody was prepared for that. I think everybody had just penciled that game in as a victory, probably including the team.
4: (laughs) Well, um, you know, I've always tried to, 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 to have an unbiased perspective as best as you can, just based on what's in front of you. And I've mentioned many times over this season. Hey, worry about the opponent you have. Don't worry about the selection committee and and the show on Tuesday night. And worry. that means nothing. What means everything is every day getting better. And it's 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 a very simple concept to understand. Uh, but for the, the fan base that doesn't understand everything that goes in, goes in to running a program, it's just it, it's you know it's it just it's it's hard to see all these people coming out and. Just, uh, just pretty much expressing how upset they are. I mean, we're just—we've made a lot of progress. It's, it's just time to go ahead and and be grateful for the things that we do have. Um, looking made, at our health. Particularly,
1: stats. particularly if you if you win the Orange Bowl. If you lose the Orange Bowl, it's going to be really really tough to make an argument about progress.
4: I think. Well, oh, Gary, that leads me to my next the, the next topic of conversation. I, I don't see any offensive playmakers. Okay, I don't see anybody. And I mentioned Mike Irvin, the, the Junior, whatever he is. I, I don't know. I mentioned him last week. How he's, you know, great hands, but runs solid routes, but he's slow as molasses. I mean, there are no difference makers right now, with the exception maybe of a kid like Travis who's done a phenomenal job of of picking things up and carrying the load, and he's tired. He's beat up. And and as as talented as Jeff Thomas is, our quarterback can't seem to, to hit on a deep ball right now.
1: I think I think Jeff Thomas is getting to the point where he could be close to being a difference maker. I think Amon Richards can be a difference maker. I think Mark Pope is gonna come in with the capability of being a difference maker. I think the two tight ends coming in are gonna have the capability of being a difference maker, but you notice that most of the guys I'm mentioning are young players. And that's why in reality this team might still be, you know, one, two, three years away from really no question. you know
4: no question. And that's my point. But then you gotta to keep replacing
1: defensive you know. because you gotta keep replacing defensive players too.
4: But, but offensively it's, it's
1: they're just, probably still a few years away.
4: It's it's just the way the program is it's where we're at and where we need to go. We understand where we need to go, but for right now, you know, opening up as a seven point underdog, I saw one line was eight point five. Listen, that's exactly where this game's gonna be. Somebody's gonna one of these young kids. You know, they've all, most of them have hit the wall, the freshman wall. They've all hit it at one point or another. You know, it's over. They've got three weeks to get ready. So one of those young kids has to step up and make plays uh, against Wisconsin. That, that's the only chance we have because we might be able to stop the run for a little bit, but as the game goes on, those guys are huge. They'll line up nine on the line of scrimmage, and they'll go. And they'll beat the crap out of us. If it'll be a a long uh, possession that's going to take six, seven, eight minutes off the clock. and, and you're, I mean, we're just watching Wisconsin play. Yeah, they haven't played anybody. It's really challenged them offensively. But what they've done is they've exp- they put their will on everybody they've played defensively, including Ohio State. They had yeah, great let me give you
1: a, Let me give you a little inside edge that I see in this game. Okay, Wisconsin's coming down to South Florida. The Hurricanes – are getting to stay at the Diplomat Hotel in in Hollywood, okay? They're they beautiful hotel, on the water. It's going to be a phenomenal week, okay? It, 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 great a great draw. Guess where they're putting Wisconsin? Have no idea. Out at, out by the airport at the, at Doral Country Club, <laughs> Trump Doral. <laughs> I mean, what are those kids going to do? Go go outside and watch airplanes land? I, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, I think those kids are gonna, those Wisconsin kids. By the time they get to game day, are gonna be so miserable that I think that's, I think that's a little edge for Miami. I think Miami's gonna have a better week.
4: I, I really <laughs> hope so. I really hope I so. so. Hopefully, that's the difference right there in the whole game. Um, also, hoping that we have a nice warm week that week, <laughs> and that uh, come game night, you know, where it's 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 a nice 81 degrees. That would be that'd be perfect. But I I just think that right now offensively it, it just we it's very we're very easy to defend right now and it's it's going to play into their hands uh, unless we're able to totally dominate the line of scrimmage uh, like was done against Notre Dame if you can do that and it's going you know big big part of that was that huge crowd we had I mean that that thing was electric that night I, I don't know if we're going to have that that exact crowd there that night it's so I, I I think that right now I'm I'm, I'm concerned about this Wisconsin game. I, I really think right now it, it's going to be hard for us to win this game unless one of these youngsters you know picks up their game to a high level, makes a big plays. We just we don't have anybody. I mean, without Richards, without Herndon, I mean, that, you know, losing Herndon two weeks ago really hurt. But then we lost Richards, and there was just no way that we're going to be able to put any stress on the defense. It's very simple to put everybody in the box and say, "Okay, throw the ball." Now you can't. Now you're asking yourself, "Who's he going to throw the ball to? Who's going to get open?" And you know, <laughs> I don't see us running the ball. One thing I did notice against uh, Ohio State, I watched them. Uh, I believe guess it was uh, against Iowa. They they really do a fantastic job of just sealing guys up front, Gary. They're, they're really well coached up front. That offensive line is one of the better coached offensive lines that I've seen the whole, the whole year. And that, yeah, well, that does scare the, me. I'm,
1: yeah. Well, that's going to be the – that's what they're, they're going to come in and they're going to try to run the ball behind that O-line and control well, the tempo on, on of the, the game.
4: Recruiting, on the recruiting front, just real quick, I know you got a lot of people that are waiting to, to get on, including Honey. Uh, on the recruiting <laughs> front, where do you see uh, – where do you see – the next defensive back coming from? When you look at everybody that's out there now that Joe was gone or was never here or whatever it was, where do you see us getting that next stud corner? Is it going to be a kid from Broward, from Dade County? Are we looking elsewhere? Are we looking out of state? Where is that next kid coming from?
1: you talking in this year's recruiting
4: class? Yes, yeah, because we obviously more
1: They're hoping it's Tyson Campbell. I mean, that's that, that's the number one priority uh so you start start with him and then you know there's certain sitting there the um Asante Samuel now is a kid that they're looking at so we'll see
4: uh, i i'm i'm really hoping that they're able to get uh, Tyson i think if they get him however you get him Chappelle wants to come here from what i've heard he definitely wants to be here
1: yeah we're expecting Have they him offered to be the him
4: price? because i'm sorry
1: yeah, we expect him to be in the class. Okay,
4: because he really, from what I'm hearing over there, he, he definitely wants to come here. Um, I and I, you know it's kind of weird because he, he has he ever has he been on an unofficial visit this year? I mean, we went to practice one time from what I heard, but has he ever been on he, an unofficial visit? He was visit? at
1: the um, the last home game. Okay, well, that
4: helps. I, I'd love to I'd love to have Tyson Campbell come. I I, I don't think there's any chance that Hill you know, Patrick's is going to come here. I don't see that happening at all. Probably that, that, not. That kid definitely wants to get from home and get, get away from home, and uh, that's something that he, you know,
1: he but tells you never, a lot of Never people say never in recruiting, though. Never say
4: never. That's a good point. That's a good point, Gary. Well, listen, take care, and, again, I appreciate everything you guys do, and, and, and go Cates.
1: All right, man. Thank you for calling. All right, 563-999-3633. You hit one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. Let's go to the 239. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
8: Yo, Gary.
1: Yes, sir. Who's this?
8: Armando. Hey, how you doing? What's up, man?
1: Armando? What you, What you got hey, for um, us?
10: Uh, I didn't have much. A, a lot of the guys said um, a lot of the things that I was thinking from this past week. Uh, I think the season was a great season. Um, obviously, we I didn't want to lose the in that way, but um, I think you've been he had been saying this all season. I mean, I, our defensive back here, I mean, they really weren't that good. I mean, not that they they were bad players, but I mean, the talent wasn't wasn't there the way we needed it to be. And so, um, I, I I felt like we had a really good season. We we, you know, I think we have a lot of momentum going in, and um, I I like where we're at in recruiting. Um, a lot of these players, and so I, I'm I'm just excited. I, I hope that we you know we go into the win, um, the Orange Bowl, and we can pull out a win against Wisconsin. I haven't really watched any of the games this past year, but um, I think it kind of um, it sets up for the matchup that we, you know, that that we're looking for. You know, they don't really look like a great passing team. You know, I think their, their quarterback is that 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 great of a quarterback um, from what I've seen or what I read on, um on on what he's like. Um, uh, and uh, another thing, I'm kind of happy that um that the the cornerback from um, Josh Joe uh, not that, you know, obviously we didn't want a talented player like that, but a player like, um, obviously he's been in a little bit of trouble the past few weeks and that kind of kid, he gets into your program and I just kind of feel like, um, he kind of has that Akadeem Muhammad, um, feel to him, you know, imagine him getting in a program and he never materializes because he's always in trouble, you know?
1: Yeah, and, I think there's uh, way so too many good defensive backs to bring to bring that type of headache into your program. For starters, you'd have to spend the first year rehabilitating them. <laughs> you know, so you're getting yeah. getting getting all that out of them and and making them understand that it's a different ball game now. You're not being recruited anymore. That would probably take the first year.
10: <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine. I mean, what kind of kid? What, what kind of kid is he? You know, I mean, I know Mark Rick likes to recruit um, kids of high character and. A kid like that, is, is he going to have the drives to be in the weight room, to, to be in the film room the way a lot of these other kids, you know, are, is he going to have that Chris Herndon type, type story, you know, where, where he's going to be hungry to make Miami great? Or is he going to be uh, looking to simply, you know, be there, um, all about me, trying to get to the league? And it's those are just the kind of kids that we don't like. And so I think this is going to be one of those lessons in disguise that, you know, we look back in three, four, three, four years, two years, maybe even one year. And we're just like, you know what, you know, good riddance, you know, we we really, we really got away from that one. So, um, so, uh, you know, I was never really, um, a big believer in him, but, um, I, I, I think that this is going to come up for a good. Um, I went to the American heritage uh, Immokalee game. I'm from Immokalee and, um, and number nine, um, Chatfield, man, he looks really good. He looks really good. Um, and I I watched I, – I was trying to um, keep my eye on um, Necessa, Severa. I saw his stat line um, for – I think he led um, the team in tackles, tackles for loss, tackles um, the, the, the entire American heavy team. But he really didn't um, look good um, uh, against the mockley for whatever reason. I don't know if he got hurt the week before. He was just being double teamed. I, I don't know. But number nine, Chatfield. I really hope that we can get him. I think he's going to be an amazing player if um if we can get him into the program. And, and a lot of people were comparing him to um Trent Harris, but I think he's not that Trent Harris isn't good, you know. But I think he could be that type of dynamic, you know, defensive end that you know could really you know wreak havoc for offensive lines. Um what are we doing about our, our recruiting on our offensive line because I know that um I heard you talking earlier in the show that you know how good is our offensive line gonna be next year, and it kind of it kind of gets depressing because I'm just like, well, you know when are we gonna have uh, a offensive
0: line i was
1: <laughs> I wasn't trying to depress you <laughs> I, I was just being i'm just being honest about it you know i i you know when is it gonna be right you hope it's right maybe three years from now in my opinion. <laughs> You know, I don't think that there's an yeah. instant answer at, at that position. That's a tough position to have an instant answer. Yeah, got I mean, even you got to put recruiting classes kid, together at that position.
10: Yeah, we we're, we're taking what three offensive linemen. We're, we're trying to get a fourth. You know, hopefully we can get that kid. You know, from Tampa. But I mean, he's got to be a long shot. He's
1: yeah, but you got to go, you got to get four every year. Four, 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 four. And by the time you get to the third or fourth four. Hopefully you got the position in the right place.
10: Yeah. So um
3: yeah,
10: I mean, then you know these quarterbacks, Darren Williams and Nicole Perry, they might really be able to mask the um, the inefficiency of the off offensive line. I mean Russell Wilson does it for Seattle Seahawks. I'm not saying that these guys are going to do Russell Wilson, but I mean um, I mean their their mobility, their their scrambling ability to you know, make plays. I mean they might really be able to mask it, but I mean I just look forward to the days, you know, you know, when Miami used to line up and we had all Americans, you know, on the front five and, you know, we just jammed the ball down Florida State's throat or whoever's throat, you know. And so, um, I can't I can't wait for those days, but you know, I just I hope that, you know, we can put something together here in the next few years because I mean Wow. You know, we we're gonna have a lot of talent everywhere. It seems like we're gonna have talent everywhere except the offensive line. So, um so that's 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 all I really have to say about that. Um oh um and um I know everybody's really uh, hating on Malik Rozier, but I mean at best, I mean he really I like I said, I'm really content with the season that we had because Malik Rozier he wasn't he wasn't a great quarterback. Um, I felt like uh, you know the weeks you know when we play Virginia Tech and Notre Dame when we just blow them out of the water. I really felt like it hurt his progression because they really weren't running their their offense, you know, late in the third and fourth quarter against these teams because the games were pretty much wrapped up already. And you know, against Florida State, you know, he was he was still throwing in the fourth quarter and um, other games where we really needed the the win. Um, it kind of felt like it might've got him out of his groove um, because, you know, those games were so out of hand so early. And um, it just, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's a little bit of a reach. You know, I don't think there's any one reason.
10: Yeah. That's just the kind of feeling that I had, you know, like maybe if, if, you know, I mean, his stat line wasn't really that great against Notre Dame. I mean I I remember reading in your articles, you know, the quarterback slate, you know, he graded out as an eight. I mean, I think he completed less than like fifty, fifty five percent of his passes. He had hundred and eighty yards passing and um it just wasn't it just wasn't that great. But that's all I gotta say, Gary.
1: Thank you for putting me on the show. You got it, man. Thanks for being a part of it. We'll talk to you next time. Five six three nine 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 three six three three five six three nine 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 three six three three. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let me attack a couple more of those questions that were sent in by the posters on canesport.com Last week you were suggesting that we just dump the pit game. What do you say now? <laughs> well I I mean you got the orange bowl coming up. If you win the Orange Bowl, it gives a positive uh, tone to the season. So there's only one thing you can do: let's dump the Clemson game too. I mean, <laughs> what else can we can you do? There's not much more you can do. You got to You got to win the Wisconsin game and dump the Clemson game. And boy, that was. Certainly worth dumping. What type of crowd should we expect for the Orange Bowl? Obviously, I think it'll be sold out. I think the Miami fan will turn out in force. Probably be about an 80-20 split. I do think a lot of people from Wisconsin will come down. It's a nice vacation for them. Maybe they'll have 15,000 people in the stadium. I think that's maybe reality. But it's going to be predominantly a hurricane crowd. It may not quite be the Notre Dame game, but it should be pretty darn close to it. And uh, the rest is... Left up to the football team, you know they've got to come through and show up in the right way and, and, and represent. And I, I, I think they will. I, I think they'll be freshened up here uh, by the time off, and I think that they will come and represent themselves very, very well in this game. And I like the matchup for Miami. I, I think it's the best bowl matchup that was out there for this team, and uh, I'm expecting a good performance in the bowl game and i know that they're going to have to figure out ways to move the ball on offense and score points but wisconsin is not a great offensive team and if the defense shows up the way it should it, sh- it should be a-, a-, a defensive battle and miami could score enough points to win that if mark Rick does a good job game planning all right let's go to the 212 you're live on kane sport live gary Yes, sir. How Who's you this? doing
8: today? Is Bob in New York until I get down to Florida?
1: <laughs> What's up, Bob? What you got for us? I tonight?
8: I I guess I want to take a little issue with you, or explore a little bit with with you about uh, two things that you've been saying. One is that uh, uh, the Orange Bowl game against Wisconsin is a must must game, must win. And I I'm kind of along with you on that side. We certainly don't want to. End the season with three losses. The other, though, is you're saying it would be crazy uh, to uh, uh, to change from Mark Rozier, uh, Malik Rozier, Malik Rozier. Uh, He's
1: been your quarterback all year. You're not going to go put a yeah. I'm in with you.
8: And, and let me game? let me just interject this. I have there, there's there's probably no one out there that's been more supportive and no and more elated with his performance all year, kind of including, you know, you got to say including these wart-filled two games that we've had, uh, than me. I I think he's been superb. Uh, He brings an awful lot. He brings presence. Uh, He brings uh, cool, under fire, Uh, and certainly that running capability that I don't recall ever having had from a QB. But at the same time, uh, uh, particularly in view of what you've said, and I, I agree with you again about this is a must game, and the way he has kind of been shown as simply not being able to uh, you know, to, to get to receivers, to, to get the ball where it has to go. And maybe it's the opposing defensive coaches have found some things out about him that... that some of the earlier competition didn't have. Uh, I'm not so sure that I'm disagreeing with some of these people out there that are saying, let's make a change and maybe even burn the red shirt of, uh, uh, of Perry. So I, let me ask a question on this one, because I, <laughs> I know that that's something that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, it's verboten. You don't burn a red shirt uh, of a, of a top-flight talent for one game. Uh, on the other hand, because we didn't burn the red shirt of, uh, of running back in 2002, uh, it may well have cost us another national championship.
1: Yeah, but you're not uh, playing for the national title this time. And, I, and I if, know that. If he was, and if he was better than Malik Rozier... I think Mark Rick would have burned the red shirt in the middle of the season. Okay. I, don't think, okay, but me, I don't think Mark let's Rick just would go have been back. afraid to do that. He have been I'm, afraid I'm, that, with that I'm with
8: you. I'm with you. But 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 let's follow me follow me out on this one. Uh, how likely is it that if if uh Perry is a top flight talent that he's gonna stay for four years and maybe even three years?
1: I think it's very likely. I don't think he's that I don't think he's the type of player that's going to be able to run right to the National Football League. I think it's very very likely. Deshaun Watson stayed for his senior year, right? Did yeah. he? Yep. Well, I'm pretty sure he did.
8: I I'm sorry, didn't what
1: did you say about Did I'm trying to remember if Deshaun Watson went out as a junior or senior. I I, I, can't, I can't remember.
8: I can't remember. So, if if but, if if he if his red shirt gets burned, and I you know I I'd say that's uh, highly unlikely. But if it got burned, what does he have the ability to leave after his sophomore year?
1: Yeah, but it's very improbable. You don't. Very you unlikely. don't think.
8: Okay, you don't think his the size compare uh, combined with his he, his level. He, of,
1: I mean, he, theoretically, he could leave after his sophomore year. I just think it's very unlikely. The joke yeah. he did it, but it very, yeah. very, 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 very yeah. unlikely. Okay, well, so uh,
8: that removes this one, call it one little aspect there. So, so we're not worried about his leaving, uh, but you still don't say that if if Rozier. Clearly isn't going to be able to do the job, and I, he wouldn't do this going in. I don't think uh, uh, Rick uh, has made up his mind uh, negatively at this stage that he's not going to be able to do it. But let's say uh, as the game progresses against Wisconsin that he has a stinker of a first half and simply is missing guys left and right. And he's already had the mark uh, ripped his kind of seen that Sheriff can't do the job. You don't see there's even a chance that he puts in uh, uh, Nicosi Perry. I don't think so. Okay. All uh Well, uh, I hear what you're saying, and I hope we can uh, – I, I, first of all, I really hope that, uh, uh, that Rosier does the job. I think he'd, I'd love to see him, first of all, do a great job for us against Wisconsin – and love to see him be in competition because I think he's more than earned it this next year. Yep. Okay. All right, Bob. Thanks
1: for okay, being part Dave. of the show. You got it. All right, 563 999 3633. Three. Hit one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you with us? Here? That's you. Who, yeah, let me, Gary. Uh, this Mike. This Mike. All right, Mike. What you got for us?
7: Well, let me ask you a let me ask you a question, Gary. Out of the kids, as far as uh, Macintosh or Norton or Michael Jackson, which ones do you, do you think that can leave? That you know, which ones do you think that'll leave and go pro?
1: I don't think any of them should leave and go try to go pro. I don't think any of them are going to be drafted in the first three rounds.
7: Okay, but do you think they'll still? You think they'll just go
1: ahead and leave regardless. I, 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 I can't predict. I can't predict it. Listen, let's be honest. A lot, a lot of these kids, before they even get to college, they're already thinking about going pro. I, you know, it's it, nah, that's, just, I that's just the way of life. It, it's I'm like they're, they're all thinking they're going to be three and done, right? They all want to be three and done. They want to get into the league. They want to make money. They want to impact their own lives. Some of them have have kids. Uh, They have parents that they want to take care of And and, and different things And and they're thinking league Before they even step foot in Coral Gables But the problem Is when that desire Starts leading to bad decisions And that impacts the program And it impacts the kids Because some of them never recover From those bad decisions
6: Now I agree with you Gary I understand that And another
7: thing I never understood about Mark Rick was this you know the the O line is subpar. Why not do more plays where you pull to the left, pull to the right, or you throw in more screen plays?
1: Maybe they can't execute them. You know, maybe they don't execute them well. He 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 threw a few screens this year, and and a few of them worked pretty well, but you know maybe he maybe he doesn't like the way they execute them.
7: I, I, I guess I, I mean, think that way. He he's always been a guy pulling who, left or pulling right.
1: Yeah, but maybe maybe they. I mean Donaldson pulls pretty well From what we saw earlier in the year But I don't think Trevor Darling Was a very good pulling guard
7: Yeah I guess you're right And my last question was What recruits that we Haven't got yet do you think we'll end
1: up getting I think Tyson Campbell Is is a very good shot uh, Let's see Just looking really quick at 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 the list, I uh, uh, I don't really know about what, what what's going on with this Jalen Goss kid on the offensive line, so I'm not really sure about that one. Uh, I think Andrew Chatfield, they got a real good shot to get on the defensive line. Uh, well, they just I would have said Patrick Joyner but they just got a commitment from him this week. Uh, you know, those are the those are the, the couple I would throw out there and say I think they have a great chance to get those guys. And there'll be a couple others that emerge. still there all right i think i think we lost you so uh you know thanks for being part of the show all right let's go to the 305 you're live on Kane sport live
11: hey gary how are you tonight
1: doing great who's this
11: this is ecstasy 424
1: david hey what's going on david how are you doing this evening
11: hey 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 Nice to talking to you. So um, a couple comments. Number one, um, regarding Sean Taylor, uh, n- you know there's never been another Sean Taylor since t- Sean Taylor, and uh, it would probably be uh, a safe prediction, bold prediction, to say that there will never be another Sean Taylor. So I, I don't know what the comparisons are with this Jovi Kid or even Derwin James or anybody, but no one has come close to Sean Taylor.
1: Yeah, I don't, started, I don't know that you can say Sean never, Taylor. but I, I think it starts out when people look at the kid. I mean, if you look at him just standing there, he looks like like, like his his body is all it could be cloned from Sean Taylor's. Like I think that's where it all started. He's a big sa- you know big safety kind of kid, but that doesn't mean he's going to play like Sean Taylor. You're absolutely right. Right.
11: Second comment I want to make is, you know, Mark Rick was at UGA for 15 years and. And, and I think, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't follow you, that closely, but, but I did live in Atlanta for a few years. I will say that out of those 15 years, I bet you, you know, uh, a good amount of those years, Rick probably had a more talented team, even though they didn't win much, right? They didn't win any, you know, national championships. They, he probably fielded a more talented team than this year's Kanes team. Um, you know, with the years with DJ Shockley, with the years with Aaron Murray, with the years with Nocha Moreno, with all of those years that he had with those kids, he probably fielded more talented teams than this year's Kings team. So, you know, like you said, Rick was not, was not delusional, and Rick knows what, you know, a team should look like, you know, being in the SEC for so long. So he knew what he had with this year's team, and we overachieved.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say overachieved. I'm going to. I think they achieved right at the level that they could have been expected to achieve. I yeah, mean, well, I think I we. Mean, I guess they
11: to we, up we, into the we, pit game, right? So.
1: I mean, everybody, I guess, made whatever had whatever thoughts that they had. I mean, when I when I looked at the season and I wrote my column the week of the opener, like I always do every year, I said that I thought this team would go ten and two, and would win the coastal and And be in Charlotte, and that that's exactly what they ended up doing, and so I don't think they overachieved because I, I think like when I looked at it, and most people were, I think, in the nine and ten range, and I think Vegas, the over under was like nine and a half or something from what I remember. and you know, I think when most people looked at this team, that's what they thought it would be a nine or ten win team, so I, I'm not going to say they overachieved I think they achieved right where you would have logically thought they would.
11: Well, this team was really an eleven-win team when you considering we 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 should have beaten or would have beaten Arkansas State,
1: right? Which, uh, which, so, which, which is by so, most mean, would have been over that would have been overachievement. I mean, if you want to look at it that way.
11: Yeah, but the last thing I want to say is you know I I do agree with your laundry list of items that you know uh, you put there you know a few minutes ago that says okay what would be a better team next year right? well one one other item that I want to put in there is I want to see some sort of evolution of Rick's offensive play calling, meaning, meaning, you know, you saw Clemson motioning, right? They had an H back or a tight end or someone motioning at all times on, almost on every single offensive play. You see that from some of the more advanced offensive teams in the country, Oklahoma and some other teams. So what I want to see is Rick, you know, open, opening things up, being a little bit more open-minded. I know he's a good, Play caller, but you know I want him to kind of evolve a little bit to have some of that motion. You know whether it be Jeff Thomas, whether that it be Mike Harley, whether it be DJ Dallas. You know someone rather than Jordan or someone coming in that's new. You know motioning to create a little bit of that you know uh, uncertainty on on the offensive side so that defenses can't really you know match up and, and know what we're gonna do right away and stuff. So. That, that, that was my last point I wanted
1: to. Yeah, that's make. that's that's one conversation that I've never had, and I would, lo- you know, I'll, I'm gonna like try to keep it in my mind to have it if the opportunity presents itself. It's not something I would discuss with with Coach Rick in a press conference or anything. Uh, I'd have to be one on one with him, and if if I remember the next time I am, I will ask him about his philosophy on motion because it is something that's been discussed and brought up a lot this year, and, and people keep asking about it. So I'm going to try to remember to talk to him about that during the offseason if I get that chance. Um, I'm guessing that it's not like he doesn't know how to incorporate motion in, into his offense. I I'm guessing that because of the number of young kids that they were playing, that maybe he felt like he needed to, you know, just keep things relatively basic and and try to get them good at executing what he was asking them to do without overcomplicating the offense. But there's no question that the offense could use a little bit more sophistication. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
11: yeah. I mean, you know, you know how coaches bring in other coaches, and you know, throughout the off season, and you know, they'll learn. They'll kind of pick each other's brains and stuff like that. You know, Mark Wicks, I'm sure, you know, brings other, other coaches in, you know, year in, year out, and he can, you know, maybe pick, you know, Mark Helfrich's mind or someone who is known to be an offensive guru and just kind of incorporate some of more of that sophistication in the scheme and stuff. So uh, I appreciate your comments on that.
1: Yep, no problem. Anything else tonight? No, that,
11: that's it, Gary. Thank you.
1: All right. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's up? Doing great. Who's this? This is
7: the, the man the boy loves to hate, Uki 08.
1: Hey, what's up, Uki? How you doing, man?
7: What's going? On? I'm doing all right, man. Oh man,
12: um, I want to touch on a little recruiting. I want to talk about the little, the Joe situation for a point. And you know every
7: I, I just one thing I just get tired of hearing mommy fans say, "Oh, we don't want him. We don't need him. Oh, he's a he's a she's a bad kid, or he he's the type of person you don't want in your locker room." And then as soon as we see these kids, he'll go to Alabama. He'll be balling, and we'll be sitting here with these
1: Jags as usual, saying, the "I'm not convinced that he's going to be money. balling." Okay, because I well, I, like I don't, don't like, like when this. kids. I mean, when when
7: kids Gary, let me just say this, Gary.
1: Yeah, in, in in past in from past experience, wait one second, Uki. From past experience, when I've seen kids conduct themselves like this when they're being recruited, they haven't gone involved. I don't like when I see these 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 seventeen and eighteen year old high school kids jerking grown men around who are being good enough to offer them two hundred thousand dollar educations for free.
5: Just like these.
7: Multi-million-dollar coaches jerk these kids around. Let me ask you this question, Gary: If 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 those kids were assigned to FSU doing those, if some kids were assigned to FSU after the, doing the early sign signing period, and uh, Jimbo would have jump, jumped up and left after that. Would that been a problem? Would you not seen that being jerking around the kids? So the thing is, well, I these, think it depends. People, I mean, what, if, if, if people, you're an people, FSU people kid, let's say you're
1: an FSU kid, what what's wrong with Willie Taggart?
7: Gary, but that's not my point. You talking you could play in about seventeen I mean if, kids if you're playing in Miami and you're Al this.
1: Golden, what's wrong with Mark Rick? I think it depends who gets hired. And Gary. You know, but, but you, now if the made a school about, if the school brings about, it, makes a bad hire, I think your argument holds up. But you know, you don't think don't all these kids Gary, recruited by Al matter. Golden came out okay when Al that's Golden?
0: You committed
7: this guy sat in your living room and told
1: you he's going to be coaching you for four years, and then yes, he's out. So did Al Golden. Do so you, so you, you, so think think you think there's one kid on the Miami roster that's sitting there saying, God damn, man, I got screwed when Al Golden got sent packing and Mark and these current that's coaches not, came that's in? Not my,
7: I'm sure they're not, Gary, but there's a All lot right. of kids on this roster that shouldn't even be on this roster in the first place. And the thing right. is, Gary, not that problem, many the, anymore. The problem, I, the, the, it the, used to the, be the, the case, but not that the many problem, anymore. I the, problem I have with the mentality of the Canes fans that always, because a, because a kid is not gun-holed by Miami all over the internet, or whatever, is the point. My problem is this: you need guys like Job on this team. You just said it. We need guys that want to compete. Obviously, Job wants to compete, he wants to win championships. That's why he's going to Alabama. So we need more players like that on this roster that want to compete and that want to be great. If
0: you, they're going to be positive got, members of the roster, players, we got players.
7: We got players that had, that had they had didn't even make in, they make ACC second team, and they talking about going pro. Gary, do you know how crazy that is? Do
0: you know it's how absurd.
7: Crazy that is
1: now it, they're it, not. It, but, but, why, but in fairness to wait, I got to correct you on one thing here. Wait, wait, now. time out, time out, time out. You haven't heard one word from Macintosh or Norton about going pro. It's the fans that keep talking about it. So let's not blame I, okay, the kids. Okay, the
7: fans are talking. They about haven't. It. Those kids. They the haven't fans, said a word about but, it. But Gary, but we have. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. Last year, before you know what I'm saying it was rumors out there with the, uh, David and 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 Kaya way before they even announced it. So if it's if there's smoke, there's fire, and we know that yeah, but, from from, well, from
1: previous. For previous the Joku so was told he'd be a first round pick. It was a no brainer for him. But Kaya didn't care.
7: And that's the thing, a lot of them don't care, Gary. This is it's like this is the thing, Gary. You gotta think about it like this. What are they what you saying what are they gaining about leaving I'm leaving what are they actually losing? Okay, people say, Well, the chance of getting your education Miami offers them to come back free and finish their finish their degree if they want to. Yeah, yeah, they you know come back. i just think that I think that when they see the other players come back like the the Coley's and the guys, they and, they and you know what I'm saying? they looking like they enjoying their life, looking like they're having fun or whatever. They, they're tired of going to practice and having to study. Because obviously Miami makes them go to class and Miami makes them study. So it's not like, you see the thing? This is the thing. If people's like, why does Alabama get these kids to stay? This is the thing. I remember back in the day when other coaches from other programs would come to Miami and see how Miami was running their program. And the first thing they would say is, oh, it's run like an NFL program. It's run like a professional program. And that's what Nick Saban does. And that's why he gets those guys to stay there because he runs it like it's an NFL program, not like it's college. They're not babied. And and obviously they're not – I'm sure they're not forced or they're not made to go to class. Like they are – that like how I am at Miami, and I'm not complaining about it because they are student athletes. That's what they should be doing. But I just think those kids get tired of that. They don't want to do that. They just rather go try to make some money, get get an opportunity, whether they get on just get a roster spot and make whatever money they can. They'd rather just practice every day, have to deal with the media, and live up to expectations of trying to get Miami to a certain spot and and selling, and then getting trashed on on the. On the on the board. So I, I think they'd rather just say, hey, I'll take my chances and I'll just go in the draft regardless of where I get drafted. I don't have to deal with this shit no more. And the, that's and that's the thing, Gary. But the problem is we never going to get there if we don't get guys like that. Miami hasn't had a full senior class, God, probably since Randy was here. That's a long time, Gary. That's a long time. And that's how you build up. That's how – and, and, that's, and that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, next year we're going to be relying on a whole bunch of rookies all over again, all over again. But when you're saying stuff like that, oh, we don't need guys like that to come here or whatever. Guys, those kids have been jerking Miami for the, last four, for the last seven years, Gary, and a lot of them have went on and been balled out. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't, oh, kids like that don't never become nothing. That's a lie. There's been a bunch of kids that have dog Miami out and went on went on and balled out. The, the thing is, we need these kids. We need those type of players. We need those type of guys to come here and play and play for Miami. And that's as simple as that. Nick Saban ain't, they ain't got no problem with them when they go up there. Urban Miami ain't got a problem with them when they go up there. Dabo ain't got a problem with go when they going up there. So my whole thing is what
0: is
7: you don't – we hired Rick to change that. That's the whole thing. You hired Rick to change that. You want to get the game changes back at Miami. Instead of just like sitting here with a bunch of Jags on the team. And I, I just don't understand that mentality of just like, oh, well, he's not going to be nothing. He's not, he's not going to be that or whatever. You've been recruiting the kid for the last two years or however long you've been recruiting him, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we don't need him?
1: Come on, man. Let's well, I don't, don't think, I don't think you we hear the coaches him. saying that. You know, the coaches aren't saying, no, we don't need him. The I think they're about at the point now where they're it. probably saying we don't need this aggravation, I mean, which is what I'd be saying.
7: It, hey, it is what it is. You you know what I'm saying? If I'm a kid, you're going to work for my signature. You damn right. You know what I'm
1: saying? Oop, but, Oki, okay. I think you know you're, 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 you're confusing two different issues. You know, if you have a kid that you think is going to be a good player, and, again, these are all projections you don't know, but you think the kid's going to be a good player, maybe he had a tough life, a tough upbringing, uh, you know, maybe he, maybe he looks like a 25-year-old man physically, but, you know, but, but maybe – He's really just a 16- a or 17-year-old kid who doesn't have necessarily have the right direction or whatever. You'll take a chance on something like that. But when that kid jerks you around for the months and months and months the way that this kid has, like, like I, I think they'd be crazy to still want to bring him onto this team and into this locker room.
8: If they
7: want to win, they wouldn't be crazy. It's no, different. you go They're find different somebody different. else. He's not the only
1: safety in America, Uki. Come on. You go find somebody else that's going to help that's, you win. Who's going to come I'm in and it's gonna be, a po- a, a, in America, be a positive but... influence on the other kids in the locker room? You think Jaquan Johnson? Jaquan Johnson may not look like Josh Job, Jaquan Johnson may not look like Josh Job. Hey, I appreciate
7: think he Jaquan Johnson, like but he's not, he's not. He's not. He's not a program changer. He's not a program changer.
1: No, he's not, and okay? we don't know whether Josh Job okay, is either. And Josh Job. whole thing is. May may look the part, but that doesn't mean he's going to be the part once he gets there. We don't know that he's a program changer,
12: right? Okay, Gary. Okay. Don't
1: you agree? I mean, we don't know any of them are program changers.
7: We don't. I mean, we don't know who they're going to be. I mean, look, we got the other kid coming in, Garvin. Hopefully, he sticks. I know he. A lot of people said Bama was still going at him hard. Hopefully, he sticks. I like him, kid coming out of Palm Beach. Yeah. Um, and there's another
12: kid we had. Uh, that's not there too. That plays I can't take it with take it with me. But, but
1: okay, uh, we don't know who the program changers are. We don't even know if Lorenzo Lingard is going to be a program changer. We think he is, but we don't know. And, you don't know. And, it, there's and, a big and, difference and, between playing high school football and playing college football. Nacozee Perry played Class 3A football in the state of Florida. How well do you think that prepared him for college football? And and I'll include myself in this category. Any of us that that really expected him to come in this year and be ready, we were probably foolish. Because when you put it in the context of that he played 3A high school football, he probably didn't figure to be ready. And I know the reason that I felt that he would be the starter was because I knew that Malik Rozier was not looked at in that regard. And to Malik's credit, he changed those impressions through spring and fall practice. But there's a big difference between playing high school football and college football. I You got anything else
0: tonight?
7: Oh, yeah. And um, another, what, what does it seem to be the deal with Miami recruiting D-linemen? It just seems like you would think with all the opportunity that there is here to play and the fact that you got one of the uh, best D-line coaches in the country and Miami does have the, the D-line history I just don't understand, like, what is, like, what is not attractive not to come here? I mean, you got USC who haven't been that much better, and I don't, you know what I mean? They're not necessarily known for their D-line D line history or just anything like that at all. So I'm just not understanding, like, what's, you got, D, you got USC signing these five-star, four-star D-tackles. What is, What is the issue with Miami? I'm not understanding, like.
1: It's. It's a very tough position for Miami to recruit. Always has been because there are not a lot of very good defensive tackles in the southern part of the state of Florida. And I get that, that's Gary. Miami, but that's I mean, Miami's like, recruiting home base. They just aren't. But I mean, so, you're so they got to go. So, while, so, so, so Uki, Uki, what they have to do is they got to go north, okay? And if the, if it's a kid that's in the south, they got to compete with Florida, Florida State, and everybody in the SEC. Okay, and you know what goes on in the SEC, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you understand it's it's like glorified human trafficking. Okay, so they have that problem, and then if they don't get if they don't if they can't get somebody there, now they got to go look in the Midwest or 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 other pockets of the country, and they got a bad heads for with a lot of people for these kids, and it's 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 a very difficult position, defensive tackle in particular. Is a very tough position for Miami to recruit, along with offensive line, there aren't a lot of good offensive linemen in South Florida, either. You'll get your occasional Nate Von Donaldson. You'll get your occasional Casey McDermott. Uh, you know, I, I like the, the Scave kid. I think he's going to be a good player. There's a couple other ones coming up. Like the kid at Miami High, who's coming into 2019, that I expect to be in the class. But just not the, like, you're not going to be able to recruit a whole class of linemen from South Florida the way you can recruit a whole class of defensive backs or a whole class of linemen. So That's
7: so pretty team. much you're telling me that we shouldn't be expecting anything great in D-line recruiting and offensive not line what I said
1: for the years. It's not what I said. Your D-line is looking potentially pretty good if your two seniors don't go pro. You get. Yeah, orders,
13: I mean, that would be great. That would be great. you got great. And, coming and,
1: in as the freshman that you can bring along. I mean, that's that's pretty good tackle, right? And you're you're, you're pretty good. I mean, at the yeah, end. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You got Joe Jackson get, coming get, in for his junior year. Uh, DJ Johnson, hopefully, is ready to play next year.
7: Yeah, I mean, if you get the if you get your two. Uh, Junior um, D tackles to come back. Yeah, you
1: you look at yeah, right. you look solid so, yes, man, on the on the so D negative, line. Rookie. Don't be so negative,
7: Gary.
0: Right,
1: you got
7: anything else, man. Gary, let me just say this, man. Like you know, we got a lot of people. I'm saying I'm not one of them. I, I'm those fans, uh, Santa Claus. I believe in Santa Claus type fans, man. I just look at what I see. You know what I mean? I know everybody believes and got this, and believes that. Uh, I, I,
1: I know. I know. But it's, sometimes you're you're looking through glasses that are too dark, man. But but know, God, ain't too I too dark, bro. I'm
7: from Georgia, man. I've been watching Mark Richt since he got there in 2000. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't I don't understand like I you know him. I know everybody thinks th- th- and, and we struggle with all the weakest teams on in in the SEC. Yeah, they this did. Year.
1: You're absolutely it, right. They did. But it, but, and
7: but you don't see struggling. a problem with that. You don't see a problem with no, that.
1: No, I, I, I do see a problem with it, but I understand the roster's not there yet, and I see progress in the fact that they lost <laughs> those games in 2016 and they won those games in 2017, and that's progress. All right, Luke, let me, let me let some other guys get on. Thanks for being part of the show, man. All right, Gary. We'll talk to you next time. Let's go to the 95.4. You're live on Kingsport Live. Nine five four, you there? Going once. Yeah, I'm here, Gary. All right, who's this?
14: Uh, this is Brian from Plantation. Hey, what's going,
1: going on? Oh, there, you are. Who's this?
14: It's Ross. Gary, Gary,
1: Gary. What's up? Man? Oh shoot! Here we go. All right, listen. You got five minutes, okay? <laughs> so get to, got you, gotta go your you got to go through your you got you got to go through your list in five minutes. I can't give you more than five minutes. I got I got too many well, guys to want to
7: get going. Here's what. Is like terrible. I don't know what's going on in the back end. I'm sure everybody on one the listeners is listening to it. That's why I didn't know I was already on because you're very choppy right now.
1: All right, I'm sorry.
7: Okay, what you so got, I Rob? really can't really hear what you're saying
1: because let me hear right. a
7: couple of these things off. Um, Listen, Um, I got into the show late. You threw me off last night by not coming on a, on Tuesday, so it threw me off tremendously, and um. So, I actually, I thought about it. I was like, you might be on tonight, and I got in at the top of the hour. So, um, let me just – I'm not sure if you cover a couple of these things. Just give me, don't give me five minutes. Just give me some time. Here's the thing, Gary. Listen, very disappointed we lost. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm not sure about the whole underachieve, overachieving stuff. We did what we were supposed to do in a certain, a certain way. I'm not sure what you said tonight about the quarterback position. But thank God we got a commitment today. And thank God it's going to be a, commit, uh, a competition in the spring. I think I told you this last week. I'm not, I, don't care, I could care less how he performs now against Wisconsin. I'm, I'm, I am mean it, Gary. I could care less how he performs. I want to win the game, but he's already gave up his, if you want to say, right to, 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 to try to say he needs to be the starting quarterback next year because of how he played in them last two games.
1: I agree. But if he has a great game against Wisconsin, he's the front runner going in, no doubt.
7: It, it could be front runners All he could be front. I don't see a great game. I see him being manageable, what he was supposed to do, and maybe he get maybe we get a couple of guys back healthy, and, and just being more fresh, and we utilize certain things, and and we because and, the, the the defense saves him. Now listen, Georgia Tech game tip pass. Big wide receiver caught the ball. He made excellent passes on certain things, getting it in there right. He made some of those, but he made way more terrible plays, meaning not finding an open man. You, especially when they come off commercial, they show on top how he just missed, missed, and missed, not picking up, coming out the pocket too quick, running out the pocket too quick, running for his life instead of picking up progression passes as far as hitting that band, that's open. I don't want to spend too much time on him because I think the competition is going to be open. We had a great commitment today, open up that competition. He does not deserve, it's not bad to me, he just does not deserve to say he's a front runner for anything. He gave up those two chances in the last two game period. Ball games mean nothing to me. That's just me, my opinion. Now, going into, um, you know, Job and, and all the stuff, the guy that um, Yugi was trying to make a good point, I was with him for certain things, but what, he, what he's not remember, maybe it was the caller before, where he's not thinking, he's talking about we're getting on the kids for not, you know, for not for, for, for feel like he wants to be recruited and all that. It's not about that. It's about, dude, you're committed. You've been committed. Decommit. If you want to play these games, do not stay on our commitment list and play games with the coaches. Because something tell me he wouldn't play around like that with Florida State. He wouldn't play around like that with Georgia. He wouldn't play around like that with Ohio State. And, Boogie, all we're trying to say, and anybody else who have a problem with what I'm saying right now, is all we're trying to say is he's been committed. Where, where, where else? Otherwise, some South Florida kids, some of them, not all of them, the, 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 the prima donnas, where else, what other commitment list do you see them play around with big-time programs like this, except for Miami in the last six or seven years. Every now and then we get one or two of these guys who wants to play games and they're on the commitment list, or or they just don't want to say we don't want to be committed to. you. Don't play games. Do not be on our commitment list, and we won't have a problem with you not committing. And if you want to be chased and followed, and, and you, bro, you're 19 years old. You're playing prep school ball. You're committed. You're talking about you're a vice grip commit. You're a thousand percent. And then you're saying that you're not. Stop. It's about playing game, Garrett. and I'm not one for it. And I don't think the fan base is for it. And that's that's, a problem. that's the problem we're having.
1: Yeah, I, 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 totally, I totally agree with you. I can't believe it, but I do.
7: Yeah, but
0: that's, I'm not used
1: to agreeing, agreeing with you, Ross.
7: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just telling Hooky, I hear what he's saying about getting the talent. I get that part. We get that part. I don't. What we don't get is you're on our commitment list. You're from Miami. You're playing games with us, and it don't look good. Cause all you're doing is showing the other recruits that they could do the same thing. Get off the commitment list. Be recruited. Be open, and we'll take it for what it is. All right. Moving forward. Let me touch a little bit on um the motion of the offense, and so let me talk, I'm not gonna be long on this. Let me be real quick. I hear you, Gary. Me and you kind of go back and forth on the young guys. I hear you that we may have young guys that's got to learn how to run routes. Why is Memphis doing it? Why is Memphis using true freshmen? Why is other programs that's using their wide receivers put them in motion? Why? And we're really the So we have a couple of good recruits. So you're telling me the recruits that's at Memphis, UCF, that's using freshmen. I could prove this. That's using freshmen is better than the wide receivers that we have? Their freshman is better than our 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 freshman wide in this
1: I don't know. I don't know the No, I'm not saying that. I just I don't I, know I, why I, I he, don't he's I, not I, more motion than the I, offense. I, but if I get saying, a chance, I, I will try to find out.
7: I just want, I'm, and I'm not trying to be fussy with you. I'm just trying to make that point. Is they have, they recruit the same players we do, but we recruit them, recruit better players in a sense. I want to believe that we recruit better players. So how the hell we cannot get our better players to go in motion? I just think he. I just don't think that's part of his DNA to do a lot of motion, and I agree with some of the callers, even though I came in late. He do need a vow in that way. He really does. All right, let's move, let's, move, let's, let's move along here. All right, Gary, this one bothers me the most, and I really, really want to hear what you have to say after you keep me on hold and really, really talk about this, Gary, please. How effective? What should we be worried? Not talking about short terms, but long-term. Should we be concerned that Florida State have a guy that everybody is excited about at Florida State because it seems like everybody is rah rah about this hire. He's, 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 he's an underachieving guy if you ask me. He's behind the eight ball because he's he's under five hundred, but for some reason all those most of those decommitments is jumping right back on board with him. We need to have a two class lead a. Two- two-class lead in front of both Florida and Florida State to be able to start to take a stronghold in our own area, South Florida. If, if we cannot have that, it will be a problem. I'll be very concerned, and that's what we need. We need to leave the two-class uh, what
1: He's, he's not going to – Luke Taggart's not coming in and stealing the Miami recruiting class. Okay? That's not happening. Oh, well, but if you I don't was... think that he's going to do a good job recruiting for Florida State. I think you're detached from reality. I mean, he had one of the top recruiting classes in the country at Oregon. I mean, the guy's a good recruiter. He presents extremely well in the home, and he's probably going to put together a decent coaching staff, and he's going to recruit well to Florida State.
7: No, no, I'm not saying he's not going to recruit well. I'm saying I'm concerned that he's going to do that. I'm of surprised he's that going he to. Say it again?
1: If William Taggart has deficiencies, as a coach. It's says a game day I was surprised. He's, he's not going to at- be a poor recruiter. Okay, let me
7: ask you this. Let me ask you this. Should we be concerned? Is Christopher going to his staff, or is Chris going to take
1: the job at Oregon? If Christopher can get the job at Oregon, he's going to stay at Oregon. Uh,
13: we, we, if, we if, if, and
1: where where Cristobal is going to go if he doesn't get the job at Oregon, I think remains to be determined. I mean, obviously he can go to Florida State with Taggart if he wants. But he might
7: the well, we, we have to pray and hope he stays at Oregon and take the head coaching job. He goes over to Florida State. He's gonna be a pain in our behind. He's gonna be That's a bad. pain in our side. Because so I, I was hoping that UCF gave him the job, but that that didn't happen. And Shannon got the um, the defensive coach. Shannon just keeps the job, doesn't he? That's how you turn around? One last one, Gary. I know it's going, it's kind of a funky comment here and I know you probably don't want to talk too much about it on, on, on air, but Uncle Luke is one of the most phoniest guys that's out there. He gets on national TV in Charlotte making predictions for us to win games and saying he's so much behind us and all that. It might not be a popular thing I'm saying right now, but every time you turn around, he's trying to support Florida State, now UCF because he's good friend with, with, with Shannon. I'm concerned about this guy because he do have some influence in South Florida. No, he, and I
1: hate
7: he,
1: to he's, he's been around forever he's got he's got friends everywhere. Of course he's friends with Shannon. What he's supposed it's to probably, not be from? he's supposed to not be friends with Randy Shannon anymore? Come on,
0: man. You know, you know, of course not. I'm not saying no, I'm not
7: saying he can't be friends, but I'm saying don't act like you're a Miami fan and Miami backer when you're threatening to send guys to those guys because they're your friends, and you prefer you
1: to job. Uh, you have you understand, to understand that there's a lot more kids up in South Florida that can play for Miami, right? So if he's going to help a kid get a scholarship in Central Florida, what's wrong with that? It's another, another, another kid to get a free education. <laughs> I, I think you're, I you're a like reality there. He's not going to stop being friends with the people he's friends with. I, would, because
14: he, I didn't say that.
7: I, mean, I, I
1: don't think to dispute like he, a lot of things about Luther Campbell. Whether he's a Miami fan is certainly not one of them.
7: Well, I just think he has phony ways. I think he has phony ways. And I can't, I, I, I guarantee I'm not the one that feels that way. Well, Gary, look. I, I don't know, man. Call. It's not I making it him phony late.
1: because he stays friends with people he's been friends with his whole life. No,
7: he's he going back, Gary. You keep going back to me saying, question: his friendship. I'm not questioning that. I'm just, he, he talks so much about Miami, 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 Miami. But then he threatens the, 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 the program about he could influence kids from not going to Miami. I just don't like to hear that type of talk. Don't say those things. He could be friends with whoever he wants to be friends with, but don't try to be a, don't be a phony Miami fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right. Especially when you have that type of influence, it just bothers me. That's what I'm saying, Gary. All right. All right, but just wanted to make those points. And, and honestly, I want to enjoy the game, but I'm real big on the quarterback situation, Gary. Not going to show me anything that's going to change my mind. Put me on hold, let me, everybody else. I didn't hear everything. Pleasure speaking to you all year, and Garrett. Can I make a quick suggestion though? Before signing yeah. day, before on the what is signing day? The fifteenth,
1: the twentieth. We're gonna have one, the 20th? one. We're pretty sure that week. Yep.
7: So I was hoping that you could have two. <laughs> I yeah, we'll have like one early.
1: Yeah, no, we do And one uh, right. We'll, we'll have one probably probably the night before signing day.
7: Okay. All right, man. And um, listen, we, we'll be okay. I just want to get above some of these guys in their recruiting class and, and bring in guys that wants to be here. And and, and I do feel Job is going to be a, have a decent career, but you're never wrong with saying some of them don't. And I'm usually more on your side with that one. But, guys, right, it's about him being committed. It's, he's been committed to us, and he's playing games. So Ugi is about that. It's not about we not want the talent, we don't want the games. But we want guys that's going to come in and work hard and teach teach the other guys out of work hard, and work hard with the older guys also. Put me on hold, right, well, uh, th- hey, Thanks
1: for being on the show, man. Give us a call. We'll be back right. in a couple of weeks. Yep. Bye-bye. Oh, All right, let me uh, really quickly here go through some of the remaining questions, and then we'll go rapid fire through your remaining calls and, and, and take it home. Would several of the players who were injured or left early last year been enough to beat Clemson, or were they on another planet that we are not at yet? I, I don't think there's any question. Clemson was at another 305. You're live on Canes Work Live.
13: Hey, Gary. I'm on?
1: Yep, you are. Who's this?
13: Hey, I, I called last week. My cousin played for um, Clemson in Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just come back on.
0: How did you find me? Anyway, a looked, trip?
13: Uh, the trip up was fun. The trip back, it was kind of quiet in the car.
1: Yeah, you guys are mostly, <laughs> well, mostly Canes, right?
13: Oh yeah, we were big K fans. That's the northern family. That's usually um, that's Clemson fans, cause I'm Ray Ray. Um, we all went up there together. Well, um, funny story. We all had fun. They end up meeting each other during the game at the beginning of the game, talking to each other. They shared a little moment. Um, my favorite moment probably so with my father. <laughs> we went to a um, what's the, what's the name of that restaurant? Oh my goodness, Cracker Barrel. Never been to Cracker Barrel in my life, but we went to Cracker Barrel. For a couple of Canes fans came through. Kept hooping and hollering throughout the whole um, the whole um, place. My father ended up getting a boombox and turning up and playing the turtle, Chain as loud as you can in the area. <laughs> Walking throughout the whole store. Oh, man, that was funny. Um, well, Sorry. they ended up meeting Sorry. each other. And it's
1: I like saw, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry the team didn't play better
13: Yeah um, we, So far I've been in every game this season Every home game at least this is the first time I'm taking an away trip uh, I also saw the um, As soon as the game was over I went straight to K And I saw the I thought there was a picture In the photo gallery saw so, uh, him and Ray Ray had a moment as well That you had uh, him, um, Zach Tackler and Ray Ray I thought it was interesting. I mean, I'm going to that Orlando game, uh, not Orlando game, I'm going to get Orange Bowl. Can't wait. Um, me and my father are going to end up going over there to watch the James um, game again. Hopefully, we can um, perform better. Hopefully, the performance the will be better this year. I'm not just here about this game. And um, it, it was interesting. I liked it until uh, <laughs> the whooping, uh, the, the whooping, the game itself. But um, we all had some fun on our way up, and just kind of quiet on the on the way back. But besides that, it was a good trip.
7: All uh, right, you got anything else for us tonight?
13: Uh, no, I'm just uh, calling back, and I was just um, put me on hold. Um, I saw that I saw that um, the kid committed today for the um. Talk about the, uh, the running back commit that we had um, today.
1: You know, I don't know that much about that kid, but they 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 the commit, so that obviously the coaches like him.
13: Yeah, I looked at, it, I saw that Georgia was interesting as well, and he has an offer from them. I was yeah. like, hmm, I, I need to, I need to keep, I need to go look at some videos and see what's going on. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, 19, okay, let me see what's going on. And I, I'm really happy we got a, um, another one, so I can keep. I
1: know
13: that every year we usually try to get all quarterback, and I'm happy we got another one. All right, um, thank you, Gary. Right. Let me
1: roll. Thank thanks, the, the uh, thanks for the report. I'm glad that the two cousins got to meet each other. Let's go to the nine five four. You're live on King Live. All right, can you hear me
14: at all, Gary? This time. All right, this is Brian
1: from Plantation
14: again, Gary. Oh yeah,
1: Brian. That's right. You tried to get on earlier. Go ahead. Yeah, Matt.
14: My bad about that before. I just want to talk a couple things about – let me get my little list here. Uh, well, I just – on Twitter, at least, <clears throat> Jaquan Johnson is staying per P- Peter, Reese, so, Peter Reese, so that's nice. And yeah, uh, Jaquan, Michael Jaquan Jackson Johnson looks like not he's not going a, to
1: – He's not in a position to leave.
14: Right, right. Yeah, he needs another year. And Michael Jackson looks like he might potentially go.
1: So if that happens – Michael Jackson's think... not in the position to go either. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm not saying he won't, but he's in no position to go to the National Football League. Who else? Right, no, yeah, completely agree. I'm
14: just wondering, if he does go, do you think if we get Tyson Campbell, he starts year one? Or do you think they stick with Trajan Bandy possibly and Malik too soon, Young?
1: Too soon to say. There's going to be a lot of competition at DB. Either way. Okay. Even, even if Michael Jackson comes back, there's going to be competition. This is a very good first class
14: What's your take on the running back situation? So do you think they stick with Homer, or do you think they say, well, you know what, Lingard comes in and takes over that, and Homer's more of a third down back. And what's the situation? What would we do
1: with Burns and uh, Cameron Davis? Burns, I'm not sure, ever plays at Miami. Cam Davis, we'll have to see how he compares to the other guys when he gets here. But I'll be shocked if Lingard is not a feature back next year. Okay. I, don't, I just don't think right, Travis, well, is a, Travis Tomer is a very good player and brings a lot to the team. I don't think he's a feature back. I think he's a complimentary back. Right, right. So more of a third down back great. I know he had some great runs this year. I'm not disrespecting anything he did. I think Lorenzo Lingard is potentially a feature franchise type running.
14: And just one last question. What is your take on – so let's say bearing health, right? Amon Richards stays healthy next year. Does that mean that we move Jeff Thomas to the slot, and then we move maybe Pope or – yeah, I'll be. Um, you know, someone else I, I would think know next why.
1: year, next year with all the receivers they're going to have, I, I would be very surprised if Jeff Thomas was not a slot. Right. alright you know, if, all if, right, if, Gary, if well, I, I, I healthy, you. and then and, and you've got you're going to have hopefully evidence of the Joku, Cager, uh, Pope, Hightower. You know, you're going to have a lot right, of Wiggins, a lot I'm of guys. Darrell Langham's still there. I mean, you're going to have a lot of guys that can play on the outside. Dale Harris has one more year, so yeah, we're uh, going to be loaded. <laughs> I mean, I I think that uh, I, I think it makes sense for Jeff Thomas to be in the slot, and I think Mike Carley needs to learn learn how to get open very quickly because I know, I completely I agree completely. He, agree. he did not look at any time this year to me like a guy that could be an outside receiver.
14: Do you do you think that's kind of I, I I'm. Uh, STA class of '07. Now, do you think that is a kind of a, um? Is there something going on with St. Thomas with the with the offensive side of the ball where they're just not producing like they no, were in the he's, past? He's, or
1: he's, no, he's just he's, he's undersized. He's, it's very you know. It, I, I've always said it. It's hard for those guys. Right, right. Okay. Well, you
14: know what? I, I, I want to I try and get someone else in the show with you.
1: What
14: would you say? I appreciate your time. I just want to try and get someone else in the show if they want to. That.
1: But I
14: um, I appreciate you talking with you, man. Have a good night. You
1: got it. Thanks for being part of it. Thanks for being uh, patient and getting back on. Let's go to the 504. You're live on Support Live.
12: Gary, yeah, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing great. Who's this? It's Roland from New Orleans.
1: Hey, what's up, Roland? What you got tonight?
12: What's up, man? That was good. I'm good. I have a quick question. What's up with the uh, – did you hear about uh, Jeremy Pruitt being the, the uh, coach hired in Tennessee? Say it again. What's up with what? Did you, I said, did you hear about Jeremy Pruitt getting hired in Tennessee?
1: Oh, I, I knew he was, he was probably going to get the job. Did they, they make it official?
12: Yeah, that's official. So, do they, yeah, he... you think that's going to affect Joe?
1: He's a guy that's been right on the cusp for a long time. You know, I don't think that'll affect Joe at all. No, uh, but he's 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 a guy that's a very well-regarded defensive coordinator who's been on the cusp of getting a head job for a few years now.
12: Okay, okay. Um, as far as D tackle, man, we got. I think the biggest thing as far as uh, I know, we're bringing a lot of corner corners corners in, we we really need to look at some more D T S, some old linemen, and um, I don't know what. I know we got that freshman punter, but we gotta, man, we gotta look at some other guys, man. Of course, punting, man, it was bad. Well, it was terrible, Gary. You get, Gary's you get
1: terrible. It you can't anticipate. even. I, no, I, I agree, but he's got, he's got the leg, so he's just gotta work. If he get, Gary, he's a seventeen yard punt. No, I understand. I mean, look, every punter makes bad kicks. I mean, the kid has the leg. He just his mechanics broke down under pressure. That's all. <laughs>
12: His mechanics broke down the whole year. It's a true freshman, so man.
1: Saying, it's, you know that's what you get. He's it's, it's, it's a true freshman. But I don't think they'll give up on him. Think... I don't think they'll give up though. I really don't. I think they'll. I think they're going to give him another shot to get his act together. Like, they're not going out yeah. of recruiting. And,
12: and what about the DT at uh, in Missouri? You hear anything about him?
1: Not yet. That, uh, yeah. Beyond yeah. what you saw, we just had an update on him in the last few days, but. Okay. Yep, because, you, yeah, talk,
12: okay. You know, you were talking about how how Florida really doesn't have a lot of those big body D tackles. I know one thing. I, you look at South Florida, look at Central Florida. We can develop. Can we not bring some guys in that we can develop? You know, some big. I mean, because Coach Kool, best D D uh, D line coach in the country. We gotta get some guys for the trenches. I mean, what's
1: your thoughts yep. on that? Well, I, yeah. I mean, that's, they obviously are trying. That's what they're doing. Right. Missouri, yeah. uh, by the way, the kid you were asking about a minute ago from Missouri, he's visiting this weekend.
12: Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, he's, right, he's got well,
1: uh, official visiting
12: this weekend. Cool. Sounds good. Great job, man, you're doing. I wasn't disappointed about the game like that. I mean, I just understand it's a building process. 10-2, you know, with a bowl win. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see who's going to be quarterback next year. So, But it's a while. It's not enough to rush, but... The more depth, the more I mean, we need that at all positions. Regardless, I know we bring those two running backs in. Hell, it'd be great to have another running back. And what about Robert Burns? I think is, is he is he done in Miami? Is he, is he I think so. Gonna get, get I a chance. Yeah, to play? I,
1: I just I don't I don't know that he'll ever play. We'll see. All right,
12: man. Just keep me on hold. And let other people call. All right, Roland.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, knocking off the rest of the questions that were submitted on kingsport.com. What are the thoughts on all these salaries becoming so overinflated in college football? Will the NCAA step in and put an end to this rise? No, the NCAA has no say in what colleges take coaches and, um College football is... It's a recession-free enterprise, and I, I, yeah, I agree. It's absolutely amazing, the money that's being thrown around. I mean, 10 years, $75 million to Jimbo Fisher, and um, most of the, the the standards getting up to your $4 million coach is, is the norm now. And uh, it's absolutely insane, but the NCAA has no jurisdiction over that. Hey,
15: Gary, how's it going? This is Enrique from Tampa.
1: What's up, Enrique? What you got?
15: Just... Just another night. I'll try to make this quick. Uh,
1: I don't like all the hate
15: uh, towards uh, Mark Richt. First of all, ACC Coach of the Year, Walter Camp Coach of the Year, AP ACC Coach Mark- of the Year.
1: Wait, wait, Time out. Time out, time out. Who's hating Mark Richt? I
15: haven't heard anybody hating oh, Mark not, not No, not, not you. Not you. I'm talking about fans no, in general.
1: I just I haven't heard any, anybody else. I mean, Uki comes a little close, but other than him, who hates Mark Richt?
15: No, but, I mean, I, I see it all over Facebook. I see it on the forums, and, and it's really? just ridiculous. Oh yeah, people wanting him to stop play calling and and all kinds of nonsense that Rick ain't the guy, you know. And and it's it's disheartening to to see because you know, look at Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart did an awesome job with Rick's kids, and Mark Richt is doing a phenomenal job with half of Golden's roster. So to hear all that type of stuff, all that nonsense, is, is disheartening uh, for starters. Real um, quick, how much, much. of a, no, no,
1: how Mark much of uh, he's not going anywhere. I'll tell you that.
15: How much of uh, Taggart's recruiting success is attributed to Mario?
1: Uh, not a lot yet. Uh, Mario just got there this year, so I would say mm-hmm. not a lot yet. But it, it would have been a, a big.
15: I, and, and I was with you. I, I kind of predicted myself the Canes would go 10-2. Uh, and two. Um, I wasn't entirely sure if they'd make the ACC, although I knew they would be close. But let's face it here. At the start of the season, did we think Miami was going to make the Orange Bowl? I mean, this is their third Orange Bowl trip since 95. So that's 22-plus years, and it's only the third trip. To me, it's a success. However, like you said, you got to finish, and especially since it's at home. You know, there's no excuses.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt. It's very important um, think.
15: I'm gonna agree with Ross and uh, say that I'm not a fan of Job, uh dangling the carrot for the coaches. I understand what Uki is saying, that you know these coaches bail all the time and it's not a big deal for them. Uh, but if you're if 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 you're conflicted, just decommit. You know, I don't I don't see what what the issue of is is you know pulling a Tyler Bird 2.0 and waiting the last night before you know before signing day. And then just decommit. You know, and go and put yeah, somewhere that, else. That I just really I, well I, I think
1: it's bird,
0: it? <laughs> Yeah,
15: exactly. I mean it's 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 shady is what it is and, and I'm whatever. You, man, I mean like, if if he if remember. he comes great, if he doesn't, whatever. I'm not worried about it. Uh and the last, a last couple more questions. Uh do you think do you have the sense that Malik is losing the team?
1: I think he's losing I, himself. I, I don't know about okay. the team yet, but he's losing himself. I, I I mean he looks like a deer in the headlights right now.
15: Yeah, cause, uh of all of all things, me and my wife were watching the game and she she pointed out it to me the next day and she's like, you know, he he was having a rough time and I mean let's face it, the guy was I I saw um uh, Jeff Thomas break off uh on a go route and the guy was wide open, completely missed him, you know, and it's one of those things, he's just having a rough time, whether it's you know, a combination of him and the O line or 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 just him, whatever it is, or not having a running game.
1: I think he's he going hit wall. a
15: wall a rough back. He, just,
1: he yeah. hit a wall. I, you know, it, but the kid is sitting happened.
15: the kid is sitting, you know, on, on the bench by himself. There's no one there like you would see at the beginning of the season, no one to pump him up and he's just he's down in the dumps right now and I'm kinda hoping that, you know, it, the team has three weeks to turn this around and uh really make a statement at the uh at the Orange Bowl. And last question, you said Blades was uh was someone that you think had the possibility of not panning out. Now I've only s I have only i have never been to a camp but I only see uh the video that you and you know other uh sites post and it seemed to me like he was doing a good job. Uh can you elaborate on Blades probably you
1: know, when I've becoming watched a bust? Him. When I've watched him he's he's always chasing. You know he, he, okay. he's, he's always chasing. That's that that's my observation. And maybe that changes you know, I don't know, but, you know, I record in class just going to end up being a great player. And I was right. just commenting like, if I, if, on the fact that if, if I had to pick out a couple of them that I have personal questions about based on my observations, you know, I just named a couple kids that I, based on my personal observations, have some questions about. All
15: right. And last question, what's your score uh, versus Wisconsin.
1: I think Miami wins a tight game, uh, you know, some, maybe like a, uh, you know, tw- like a twenty-one seventeen kind of thing, 24-17, you know, somewhere in there. I, I, I think the team that gets to, into the 20s wins the game.
15: Awesome. All right. Thanks, Gary. I don't always call in, but I definitely listen to your show every week, so I appreciate it.
1: All right, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, that's going to do it for uh, tonight, guys. I want to thank everybody that called in and participated. Good show. Our next program, though, uh, next Kane Sport Live will be December. <laughs>